Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are covering episodes 28 and 29, a real two-parter, quite literally. And I was a big fan of these episodes. These were two episodes I remember very well from my young years. So I was I was very there's like a few episodes with Zero Two that I remember and I keep looking forward to, and like this was one of them by by like a lot. Sure. I'm I remember watching these when I most recently watched the show um once they started i don't I, once i haven't got any like fond memories of them or anything like that but yeah these the this was a this was a solid pair of episodes and um yeah i'm i'm excited to get into it but but yeah yeah like these i definitely appreciate these uh little self-contained um like mini arcs kind of and we, we yeah. finally get a proper introduction to our villain, so we can stop tiptoeing around that. Uh, <laughs> uh, not that the dub cares, but we can finally like the dub doesn't care. The yeah. dub yeah, will we, never we, care. We can finally like, talk about her in, in more depth than just <laughs> yeah. mentioning how weird it is that characters know her name before she formally introduces herself. What's that? Is that the script? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get into that, and we'll cover the second episode. But it's 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 yeah, weird and off-putting, and I don't know episode. why it happens. Very strange. So, would you both mind if I got into episode 28, then? Go for it. Sure. Go ahead. So, the episode starts with the crew destroying control spires. They're making, like, a game out of it. They're having fun. There's no baddies in sight. They are just helping clean up the digital world now by just knocking things over. And so, a similar thing happens with Ken, where he and Wormmon stay out extra late destroying control spires. And Ken, once again, notes, like, Oh, wow, I sure hope my parents don't think I ran away forever again. I should probably get back home, which is like, buddy, you gotta fix that. And so the next next day, I believe, or it's right after, they start talking about the DNA devolution between Stingmon and XVmon, and they start thinking about, like, how cool it would be. They they keep talking about how it's like, oh, like, we still don't really understand what's going on with Digivolution because there's just so many new aspects to it because between Arm Revolutions and now this. So there's like, wow, this is really confusing. And then they start coming up with dream silhouettes of XVmon with other Digimon like Angemon, Gatamon, Aquilamon, and Kilomon, and they're all very hilarious silhouettes of just big dragon with like extra parts thrown yeah, on. They, they are <laughs> honestly cowards for not fully designing these things. They are. <laughs> And yes. so afterwards, Arukenimon, we see her. She finds a little TV that was in the desert by where the Digidestin were first destroying stuff. And it had a videotape inside, so she watches it. And it's just them like, haha, we're getting rid of the control spires. We sure hate that evil, awful witch. And she gets all mad, uh, kicks the TV, and then is like, pulls out her cell phone, her like Nokia. 2001 era phone uh sends them an email somehow to tell them to come to the giga house because she's going to be waiting for them there so they realize it's a trap but they're like hey if we have paeldramon like this could be our big easy chance to stop her and so they go there ken also got an email from a mysterious lady who we know as arukenimon but shouldn't and he's like oh yeah like this is very clearly a trap you guys need to go go home I'll I'll handle it from here. And they're just like, Ken, that's still stupid. We're going with you. So they come up with the idea of only a few of them going in at once. So that way, if it is a trap, the others can come in and help save the day. So Ken, Cody, and Davis go in. And immediately are 
overwhelmed by a swarm of Roachmon, which in the dub, they are incorrectly called Gokimon, which, sure, Japanese name, but still. Which is weird, they used the right name, like, not even half the series ago. I don't understand this. It's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of issues going on with this. <laughs> we'll get into it. So they're, we'll get into it. They're pretty frequently overwhelmed just because, like, whenever they stop one, there's more in their place, like, instantly. And they note that, oh, like, there's no black ears, there's no dark spirals. They still ask that question of, like, how come they're attacking us? Which, for for this episode, there's a different reason. But, you know, <laughs> they keep asking this question a lot. And it's kind of tiring. And so they start running through the house because they're trying to get away from all these Digimon. And uh, just for note, Giga House is, like, 200 feet tall, like, a minimum. Like, it is it is quite literally just dwarfing them completely so it's it's a it's a fun set piece of like this giant house that they're in with like just like a normal human world house so they get caught in like a like a uh washroom laundry room type deal some kunemon are attacking they try to attack but they can't some kunemon throw stingmon and ken into the spin cycle which leads ken to nearly drowning but the quick thinking of cody leads him to give the third appearance of samarimon in the series probably the last one and they save him, which Ken and Cody go through this whole thing of like, oh, well, you saved me, so now so now we're even. But he's like, no, but you already saved me because of this, so now I owe you one still type of thing, which is kind of funny. Like, Cody is slowly coming around on Ken in this episode. But then, so they end up making their way into a vent to evade all the bug Digimon. And they hear this weird, like, flute music out of nowhere. And so they go through a grate to see Arukenimon playing a flute. And so they go get ready to battle, get ready to stomp her. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Stingmon's eyes glow red briefly and he starts attacking XVmon. They start getting into it and they're just like, huh, like Stingmon's being controlled. And then Cody's like, okay, I'll bring out Digmon and we'll, we'll stop this. No problem. So, of course, Digmon also gets controlled because, as they realize, Insect Digimon are controlled by this flute that she plays. So it is XVmon versus Digmon and Stingmon. Arukenimon is just smizing in the background, basically just yucking it up. But Digmon ends up cracking the, the floor of like the attic-type place that they're in and has them fall into a Dokugumon's web, which they're stuck. And the episode ends with XVmon facing his friends down while Davis, Cody, and Ken are stuck in the swab. Also, I forgot to mention that because um, Arukenimon sends a swarm of Flymon after Yoli, Kari, and TK, which subsequently also leads them into the house, and uh, they get separated into various parts in their hopes to evade all these bugs. So the episode ends with, with the entire group basically outmatched and outnumbered and in a bad place. Yes. Good, good, solid cliffhanger here. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happens in this episode, and we've got three different groups to follow now instead of just one. Yeah, which I think is, like, a really cool idea. Like, I think the set piece is really cool. I think the concept is really cool. Like, it's just swarms of, like, evil buggos, like, attacking them. <laughs> and then the uh, extra p- point of it's Arukenimon able to control the insects, which also uh, turns Stingmon and Digmon against them. Like, there's a lot of, like, really interesting parts to this episode, to these episodes. I can't believe that Cody ruined everything by using Digmon instead of Ankylomon. I was literally screaming in my notes, <laughs> like, you are, you are a dumb idiot, you are a stupid baby child, like, why would you okay. do this? Hold on, hold on. In his defense, 
I was looking at Digmon, and I was just kind of like, well, I guess he's a bug? I've never really thought about it before. And he would, I mean, he's got the wings. Know. I mean, he's bug-like, but I'm trying to think now, it's like, what kind of insect is he actually? Is it like, is he a... He's a... Is it, it's like a beetle there is a There is or? a bug that was named after Digmon. We tweeted it about it on the account. <laughs> That's right. So Digmon is a bug. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll through our tweets. Go find it. Yeah, he's, Go find he's it. A kind of beetle. You, you both talk. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, like a beetle. Burrowing beetle, I think. Okay. It is a. Uh, so Cody's like a child. It's a it's a it's a cycad. Cicada. Oh, like a cicada. Yeah, like, a cicada. like an Australian weevil. Huh. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's called the the Dem- Demurisus Digmon, discovered last year. <laughs> nice. Well, there we go. Shout us to at Y Sal Beetle for repping the Digimon community in actual science. <laughs> you giant nerds. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 cool. That's still cool. I, I was I was very uh, very happy to see that when I saw it the other day. But okay, yeah, that's 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 fine. Yes, I was I was like just while I was watching the episode, but I think that's more just down to me being uh, uncultured rather than anything. <laughs> Any inconsistency <laughs> with the episode. Um, but yes, he should have used he should have used that, yes. Uh, this is a bit of a, a weird pull, but you know what the Giga House reminds me of? What? Have either of you played uh, Mario Land 2 on the Game Boy? Oh, no, I have yes. not, unfortunately. Yes. Giant, there's like a level where there's like a... So you, you describe it, sorry. sorry. Yeah, like, so it, it's one of my favorite Mario games because... Not a single world is like a traditional concept. There's no like fire world. There's no ice world. There's no desert world. The worlds are like really weird. And one of them is like you're tiny in a big house, and instead of fighting Goombas and Koopas, you're fighting like mice and, and insects and whatever. It's it's that's really so neat. cool. And uh, yeah, that's that was like one of the first games I ever played as a kid because um, like the first gaming thing I owned was a Game Boy Pocket. So um. This bring yeah that, this brought back memories. I was like, dang, this is this is just like Mario Land Two on the Game Boy, the game that featured Mario's debut. I was thinking, a, I was thinking a lot of Stuart Little <laughs> when I was watching this. <laughs> I got but, kind of yeah, a, uh, that, Honey I Shrunk the that, Kids yeah. vibe kind of thing. Yeah, like, you, like, sure, yeah, anything, 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 anything like that. Chibi Robo, um, uh, Toy Story. Um, I used to have this game on the PC back when I was younger. It was called like. I forgot what the hell it was called. I think it was like Dogfighter or something, but it was like it, it was like That's a, a horrifying was, like game. Dogfighting game. Yeah, well it's it's like planes, you know, like like Ace Combat. Oh, okay, gotcha. But it's but it's like it was all model planes. Oh, so it was cool. kind of like a cross between like Toy Story and then like, you know, uh Crimson Skies or whatever the, that Xbox game was called. So it was really yeah, a really cool game. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, anything like that, anything like that where it's like small stuff happening is usually cool. I even have a soft spot for small soldiers, despite knowing I damn well should not like that in the slightest. So <laughs> knowing that's a terrible film. Um, but yeah, I, I like the concept of this episode. Um, I have no idea why they showed up, but you know, I guess. Yeah, they. They they do say it in the Japanese version a bit more clearly um, that like they would rather take her out now knowing that they can be prepared for this trap rather than having yeah. her ambush them sometime else when they're not ready. I mean, I yeah, get their that whole lo- goal is just to to run to run in and be like, okay, sure, you got a trap, but we're all here and we're ready. We like they're going in knowing it's a trap, but but it can be a trap and like 
she couldn't she might not even be there <laughs> so I mean, you know imagine if she wasn't there and they just go and there's like just like nothing there well i just mean like she could lay a trap so are you saying what like... if it's well if it was just free real estate <laughs> it's free real estate. sure Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I I know at some point it's like, well, that won't make you for a good plot, so whatever, but it is kind of like a, <laughs> they don't weigh up all the options, which I find hilarious. Uh, and it kind of, it's kind of a nice reminder that these are, yeah, these are just <laughs> idiot kids. <laughs> like, at the end of the yeah, day. exactly. They're, they're stupid kids that are like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Leroy. Yeah, it's like literally the Leroy Jenkins approach to things. Yeah. Just, no, no time for think, just do. Um, so. That's quite. That's quite literally like the the whole opening of XV Mon, uh, Sting Mon, and Ankylo Mon going in, then immediately yep. being swarmed by Roach Mon. <laughs> it's like I'm a genius. Oh no! It's, <laughs> oh no! It's, it's literally just that. Um, yeah, uh, but other than that, yeah, I, I found this episode to be very like light on. You know, there, there is some, but it's a little light on character development, a little light on like. You know some of the more like emotional trappings of the show that we've seen so far. This is this is very much like an action episode, which, uh, yeah. which you know, it's, I'm kind of, very I'm kind of into. Yeah, yes. it's very set piece driven, but I, I, yeah, like that's that's nice coming off of a couple heavy like emotional yeah. episodes about you know Ken self-flagellating and whatever. Yeah, between sure. like the 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 episodes last week with like the whole fusion stuff, and then all like that that plot drop and all the uh, emotional bits between Ken and Davis and then before with uh Ken's whole like backstory like it is sort of nice to just go on to like the a nice action heavy like easy episode sure and i was surprised that it ended up being as like i wasn't expecting this to be a two parter cuz like i when I, when it started get going i was like oh i i think i vaguely remember like this episode or this this like you know whole miniature world concept all that but then it gets started, and it's like, oh, this is, oh, this isn't over yet. That's strange. And then it gets to like the cliffhanger. I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a big one, which is funny because yeah. it's like such a, um, I don't know, like a, a not, not it, it's an odd, it's an odd trapping for like the events of the episode. I'm trying to, I'm not sure of a better way to phrase that, but like the things that happen in this episode is like the the villain gets properly clearly defined. Well, that's more, I suppose that's more next episode, but. Yeah, you know, we see the we see we get the, the we get the strongest sense yet of who is the enemy since the Digimon Emperor was defeated, and we also like, you know, this is this is Ken joining the team, like basically, yeah, like he's he's yeah. on board now, like, you know, maybe next episode we'll have still have some umming and ahhing about it, but like after this, it's like he's treated like the rest of the team. He, like, even Wormon gets an evolution sequence, which. I, I, I'm not. I couldn't remember. I couldn't cast my mind back far enough to see if that, that happened last time. But um, it, he feels like one of the gang now, which is cool. I think so. this is the first time we've gotten at least like the full evolution sequence. We might have gotten like one of those like really expedited ones, but like this, we got the full with like the little like glowing sparks at the beginning and all that. So sure. yeah, like it's this is really just like Ken Ken coming into the group as a member and everyone like starting to accept. Like even Cody is like. Like okay, like they they started to help each other out. Like they talk about how it's like, oh, like well, you help you saved me uh, when Thundermon attacked me, so like don't worry about it. And then Ken's like, oh, like so and so. And then Cody like gets to this point where he's like, will you save me? He's like, I always repay my debts. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, like once again, like you are ten. Yeah. I appreciate the energy, buddy, but like just like, yeah. turn it down a couple notches. 
he needs he, he does need to maybe calm down a bit but in the sub like he, he 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 gets like really edgy during this episode like when when he <laughs> saves ken ken's like thank you I, I like you know you you i owe you my life and he goes no i'm just not the type to leave people to die and it's like what are you implying here <laughs> are you implying that ken is that type because i don't think that he's ever done that before <laughs> Once again, well, Cody believes in a predetermination of people. No one can change. Sure, sure. I, I yeah, he his aspect of that was because uh, you see it a little bit again at the beginning of this episode, and Cody's just like, I I don't know about that Digimon, like that about that Ken guy. And it's like, yeah, we've been through this. I don't know. I don't even know. If, like, uh, I, I guess it's all. I guess they reinforced that one last time because it's the episode where like that finally sort of breaks or whatever. Like Cody finally comes around on Ken. So. Yeah, the the I thought it was funny. The recap, he's like, I don't think this will be enough, like what Ken did. And I'm like, buddy, oh, like yes, you you genuinely like need to talk this out or something <laughs> because this is like a little too much. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the arbiter of like the like the judge of souls or something in that, in that recap. It's just like very <laughs> he's very sort of like holier than thou about it, and it's just kind of like, all right, all right, this isn't. I like you, Cody. But you kind of lose me a bit here, so. <laughs> and it's like this thing. It's like up. yes, if this was like a, if if I were there, I would probably feel pretty similarly. I'm so sure because of everything that happened. But at yeah. the same time, like I'm a grumpy like adult, where I'm just like, just get over it, Cody. <laughs> just he he's part of the team. Yes. Uh, he's dating Davis. Like, come on, like you got to accept that <laughs> your friends are yes. your friends are getting partners. Sure, sure. So yeah, I'm um, yeah. That that's fine. I, I really love the concept, by the way. Of speaking of people being grumpy, um, I really like the concept of um this random like recording that they just find in the desert for some reason, <laughs> and then she's just watching it and just being like, right, you know, Michael Jordan, fuck these kids, dot JPEG, um, and just and it's just like right, and then like goes and finds a huge house to like trap them in and like have them get eaten alive by spiders. It's just it's just very Cody. Sort of like, I wonder where that creepy woman is hiding or Kenimon. So I took that personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, it's like <laughs> it's like the it's like following my plans. I can accept, but. Calling me a witch? That's where I try to lie. <laughs> she dresses yeah, this way to make a fashion statement, which honestly, like, uh, like she has a good fashion statement. Like, I think we just need to once again appreciate that Arukeni Mon is making it work. Like, she's got her motif down. Like, she's got like this like goth but colors motif down type of thing. Her energy is very much off. like her energy is like not very quite much there. The it's very much the trope of like um, I see this in anime a lot where you like have an older woman or whatever who looks like she might be in like her like thirties or something like that, maybe like late twenties <laughs> or something, and then she's just like an ugly old witch. She's a hag. She's a hag, and yeah. she's an ugly old witch. And it's like, well, a what the way you've actually drawn her to be very much not that. And B, it's like I don't know. It's the same. It's the same deal as like Jesse in Pokemon or something. Like yeah, that. I was going to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, it's 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 that it's that same kind of vibe and it's it's like Tom it's always been the weirdest human trope to me. Kenimon is hot. News at eleven. <laughs> I mean, that's how they draw her, right? So it's like it's such a funny trope for me to have yeah, to have these like like normal looking like older women just get like just absolutely like trampled over by these kids just hurling insults. It's just yeah. so weird. Like I'm I'm really just waiting for the moment where 
where Kari and Yoli are just like, wow, she's so old and ugly, and she's just like, I'm 21. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it's like, okay, calm down. I just because it was around for like MySpace, it doesn't mean I'm I'm old. I don't know. Yeah, I remember 911. So... Oh jeez. All right, all right. Cut that out. Cut that part out, Sloane. Jesus, we need to go. <laughs> At least a few episodes about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm dr- days without mentioning 9-11. Zero. <laughs> Just p- p- pulling the number 180 or whatever it was down <laughs> from the scorecard. Um, uh, do, you, do you both yeah, want a fun yeah. fact, though, about uh, Arakenimon's voice actress? Go ahead. Mari Devon? Yeah, Mari Devon. She voiced uh, Togemon. She voiced Izzy's mom. And she's uh. also going to voice Renamon in Tamers. Love it. Oh, that's cool. So she's she's not she's not new to the scene by any means. No, I mean I didn't. I, all these some of those voices blend together a bit for me, like the like character archetypes and stuff like that. Uh, but I hadn't picked up on her being Togemon or anything like that. So that's good. Yeah, that's again good range. Again, yeah, range. You can either play a hot goth or a like butch cactus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, to hundred percent. Um. Although, yeah, Digimon just get whatever voice. Like Digimon's voices, I feel like they so rarely actually match the character. Like for the most part, it just kind of works out. But especially like with with Sora and Mimi. Sorry, not Sora, Mimi. With um, Palmon and uh, Beamon's lines, uh, and also uh, Aquilamon now, who I find has just got such a strange voice. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, you gotta pick your poison. You gotta pick everyone in the English dub sounding like a celebrity impersonation versus everyone in the Japanese uh, <laughs> sub sounding like a child. Look, if it means we get like Jack Nicholson, Red Vegemon, I'm here for impressions. Yeah, I know which one. Oh, I know which one I prefer. Yeah, for, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, it it gets really jarring later on. Like, I'm I'm totally fine with um you know Gilmon having a childish voice, but like when you get to Gallantmon and it has like still has Grandma Goku's voice. It's like you're it's kind of oh, no. wrecking the impact like, I'm, of this character. I'm little baby Gallantmon. I'm just a little birthday boy. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a, a big reason why I can't get behind like the Japanese uh, version of Dragon Ball. <laughs> but, but yeah, with Grandma Goku. Yeah, and then like no no disrespect to Masako Nozawa. Like it's amazing that she's still doing this at the age of like eighty or what, however old she hey. is get paid you know i guess um but yeah like it's it's a bit weird playing uh, like dragon ball fighters in japanese and hearing that a third of the roster is voiced by her <laughs> she's <laughs> well, getting that money that's getting, kind of the problem those, when uh, you... getting that zenny when yeah. you make a dra- when you make a dragon ball fighting game <laughs> you, you you're kind of gonna have to hear a lot of of goku <laughs> like that's but just like, the reality aside from just goku so. like they're they're she voices gohan and goten and bardock <laughs> and it's just it just feels very extra yeah. Goku's got a big family um, yeah. yeah I'm not surprised that the voices are shared because they're basically the character designs are shared as well so yeah not? but in English they all have different voice actors though so it's like it makes me feel a little Which more like individuals and not just clones well yeah um can I say uh just just on the point of the kids like basically talking smack about Arukenimon Kari's comment calling her miscongeniality really, really places this show in like a specific time and time. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Which is like, okay, one, that's a great film. Uh, it is. Two, oh, it's a really good yeah, film. Yeah. Two, that film's old as shit. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, yeah, I guess that just came out. 
I think Wait Sandra Bullock would be really good for a live action Arukani Mon. Oh no. No, she would play she would do a good like she would play Ty Ty's mom very well. She would she would play that sort of character. She's too if Ty, if Ty was white, let's 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 specify if Ty was white, she oh, would play a good sorry, Ty's mom. Sorry, yes. Yes, I hadn't hadn't considered that part. <laughs> I will admit. It's, you're don't yes. give Netflix too many ideas, because <laughs> they'll take um, well, advantage I'm, of it. I am sure that idea has been batted around in the past. <laughs> like for some on themselves. Like, who do we cast for it? Yuko Kamiya? Sandra Bullock. Oh no. Scar Joe is like, oh no, my chances. <laughs> she can play <laughs> uh, a... she can play Mimi. Uh, no, Scar Joe can play freaking um Tremon. That's what she wants. That's what she wants. You're specifically <laughs> oh, yeah, requested yeah. this. She's so gonna, that's what that's she's all she's play, doing. Uh, she gets Cherry scraps. Mon. Yeah. She gets Cherry Mon, she has to do the Marlin and Brando impression. But we're not paying her or crediting her. We're not she paying gets nothing. Okay, next I bit. I, I, I don't want to have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a Marlon Brando. I recently watched uh, Lost in Translation, which was a, a well, not a, I won't say it's a mistake per se, but I didn't much enjoy the film. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> performance was a big part of it because it's kind of it's not very good. Also, that film's super racist. So um, yeah, don't, don't watch that film. Do not Thanks. watch that film. Thanks, Sofia Coppola, daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, director of The Godfather, part one through three. <laughs> yes, well, yes, Godfather three is in there, so, you know, <laughs> um, you know, no one's perfect. I, um, I really hate that they tease us with the idea of, like, multiple DNA evolutions because we I know, know it's so it. baffling. Yeah. Yeah, it feels really frustrating that they're, they're not willing to commit to this idea, like, they introduce it and they tease like you know the, the mix and match potential, and then knowing that we're not ever going to get that in the entire franchise's history <laughs> is a super huge bummer. It's just like it's, at least make them like joke yeah. Digimon to put in the reference book or something. Like I want to sure. see what these look like. Yeah, sure. at least pay someone to draw like one picture of them before you just toss out the idea and go. <laughs> wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, yeah. If this was like if if Digimon Adventure went to like much bigger like places in terms of like popularity and so on that, you know beyond this shirt beyond this series uh or like you know because the dragon ball fusions fusions were introduced relatively late into dragon ball z um and they obviously pop up again in gt and so on but like you know they had some they managed to get some they managed to squeeze a lot of blood from that stone in terms of like through yeah. various spin-offs and so on whereas uh-huh. the digimon series like yeah adventure 2 only uses it sparingly which I don't necessarily have a problem with. I just like the idea and would like to have seen it explored more. But like, you don't see a lot of it beyond this because, like, obviously, Tamers, uh, Tamers for the most part is very conservative when it comes to its like how it uses evolution. It's like it's very straightforward, with the only exception being like the the the, the like mega uh, forms at the end and how that how that plays out. But other than that, it doesn't do anything like armor or DNA or anything like that. It really takes until like I don't know, like, I guess not counting Frontier, because that's just weird. Um, I guess it's not until, like, uh, Fusion that they actually start playing around with Digivolution again. And Yeah, and in Fusion, like, it, it bugs because it's called Fusion, but it's really more like a, like, I guess, like, Super Sentai slash Combining Mecha show. And yeah, that, like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not like they're becoming, like, you know, Pyledramon-style amalgamation. It's more like 
oh, I'm going to take this wolf and use it as armor. Or I'm going to take this... Yeah, it's like, um, it's, it's grafting one Digimon and adding it to another. Like, more so than, like, creating one cohesive design. Yeah. yeah like, and that, that, it's that, that, fusing it onto, onto uh, fusing this Digimon onto part of a bigger one or whatever, and that, which, no, not interested. And that's, like, super evident by the fact that the, the main, like, hero, Shemon, is his final form basically just like the Megazord from, from Power Rangers. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yes. Or, or Voltron, yes, I guess, would be a better uh, earlier example. Because, like, it's got, like, a, there's, like, five different color schemes going on, like, six different design motifs, because one of its arms is a beetle, and one of its arms is a lion, and one of its legs is a <laughs> devil, and one of the other legs, like, a centaur or something. It's weird. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's not even, like, Chimeramon or whatever, because there's, like, there's, like, a main part of that, of, like, Shoutmon X, whatever, which is, like, very, very clearly... It's always, he's always the focal point of the of whatever form he's taking. Whereas like something like Chimeramon is just like literally a hodgepodge and, and then you've got, you know, Peodramon who's a proper fusion of like these two elements uh, mm-hmm. of, of all the elements of these two different digital. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah, it's a shame. So I wish it was explored further and this just feels like a piece of like a tickling the balls moment which is just like I... <laughs> uh, Screw, screw, <laughs> screw they, they really uh, make DNA evolution in the series to be like very like uh, you basically get it with one person and that's it like whoever you are closest connected to like because we see Ty and Matt like their bond both with their Digimon and each other creates Omnimon and now we see in this like the bond that Ken and Davis have gotten help create Pyeldramon and then further and beyond so it's like it really is a sort of thing of like it's a it's a soulmates thing. It's basically just soulmates. <laughs> it is, but it also totally isn't because like TK and Kari should have like have one. Um and I feel like Cody soulmates, and Yurley you. also close. You've been waiting all your life for to find your DNA Digivolution partner, but to no avail. <laughs> it's like TK's like, finally a DNA Digivolve, and then just he's like next to Kari and she's like, Wait, I'm, my 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 Digivice isn't doing anything and he just looks at left he just looks down. She's like Cody, pointing over Co- like I'm Co- gonna go hang Cody's with Yoli, there, and like, then you see like Cody Cody's Yeah they're like, Yay friend <laughs> She's like for fuck's sake <laughs> Slides in like from out of frame and TK's like, Oh, I can't believe it. This yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, Soulmates might be a good uh, Soulmates isn't actually a bad uh, like like comparison, I suppose, because it's like completely arbitrary. <laughs> like it's it's got nothing to do with any actual existing yeah. relationships or anything. It's just like, oh, the fates have determined that you two are a match for one another. Hey, go nuts! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's like, and it's an, it's annoying because that that would be fine, I guess. But then, Davis and Ken clearly, their theirs clearly is based on like, you know, their their burgeoning friendship. So, yeah, and that like yeah. Davis is the only person to to give Ken a, a chance. Like he's the the person who allows him to forgive himself. Yeah, Ken sure. and Davis and Ty yeah. and Matt have like meaningful ones. The others are just arbitrary soulmate. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that. So I mean, obviously TK and Kari, you know, that would be kind of OP. But but Tom, also, I know you be... ship it, but you got it's not canon. <laughs> Gotta get over it one day. It's so weird. Like it just seems like the obvious path to go down. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And yeah, and like it, in our, yeah, in our it zero just... two rewrite, it can be canon if you want. I mean it would have to be, because they'd be the main characters. Like so like, <laughs> That's true. Payudramon is nowhere to be seen, so you know, you've gotta have something. <laughs> Tom, I've killed off Dice K in our zero two re- rewrite. 
Scrafty's just like, no, we're we're putting this back in the editing booth. <laughs> I don't know what this. I'll do with him. The Daisuke uh, Defender has logged on. Me sitting sitting <laughs> writing twelve chapters about Joe and Mimi just hanging out, chilling. <laughs> That's the, that'd be honestly the hardest part of writing, rewriting Odoo would be know what the hell to do with Davis because like I feel like he's such a dead he's so he's so dead weight at the beginning of this of this show and he's actually turned yeah. around at yeah. this point. But now like I am appreciating him so much more like like he still makes yeah. his stupid jokes like this time he's like the whole like um oh yeah it's like Gulliver's Travels with the magic beans and it's like God oh. you're so stupid. But then it's like he does have like really good moments, like when he does a dang bicycle kick to activate an AC. Oh wait, that's next episode. Uh, Spoilers. Sure, sure. he does. <laughs> does he does like grapple with a with a roach mom this episode, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, like, he does cool stuff. Oh yeah, he yeah. doesn't he like just like judo throw it off. Like, yeah, yes, like that's they, right. Yeah. They all use different martial arts to to take care of the roach mom. I thought that was cool. Like in the in the sun. Cody even says, um, like, call, in Kendo, you have to call the part of the body you're attacking when you, when you swing. So he, he takes, like, a, like, a, a ladle or something and smacks it in the head and says, man, when he does. That's uh, so that, cool. That's I love not, that. I don't think that's in the dub. Because I feel like that's it was not. just, it was just Davis doing his judo throw and that was the only time you saw any of them, any of the other humans, uh, attacking the, attacking the Roachmon. So, also, I feel like. But that was still, like, a really cool moment. I don't know if we've seen humans attack Digimon before, like successfully, but uh, other than other than the Emperor with his whip, which I'm not really counting, but the that uh, was kind of cool. <laughs> I feel like we must yeah. have we must have seen it before, but that's 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 like a fun moment. Yeah, like it's cool how like they're getting into like the actual like fight because there's so many of them, but also that would be terrifying because like Roachmon's like six feet tall. <laughs> Yeah, got, so just balls, like imagine yeah. like 300 oh, no, 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 no. six foot tall roaches swarming around you yeah that's uh that is a pretty pretty yeah. horrifying idea indeed yeah Not this nice. is a horror movie Not pleasant. this is this yeah, is jumanji this, uh, yeah this the, the whole scenario they have some odds against them in this one because like the whole scenario with like the uh obviously the ending is a good example of this where you have all the um uh, all, not all those. Sorry, you have Stingmon and and Digmon turned against them, and you know fighting each other, and obviously that's terrifying. When you've got like these two big big Digimon who's only like, oh, I'm we're gonna kill you now. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Um, and then of course we're ending them with them on the spider web about to get eaten. It's like, yeah, oh, this is yeah, this is some. This is some scary, scary stuff for the for yeah. The, this for the is kids, this so. is what I like about this because it's, it's stakes that we haven't seen in a while. Like there is there is stakes, there is like something to really lose. At i.e. the Digi Destin could die type of thing. Like we haven't seen like that type of like level of like a threat in a while, and it also feels like it kind of harkens back to like adventure. Like where a lot of those episodes, like there were times like in certain arcs where it's like. There were actual like really big stakes of like the Digidestin like dying or being trapped in a corner, so it's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, they're clearly trying to leg- legitimize, um, uh, you know, the new villain they have here, and Arukenimon. And um, yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, it works. It works for the most part. So she is very annoying, <laughs> but I think that's the kind of point <laughs> is that she's just like play- constantly playing the. Um, um, again, this is a bit more next episode, but she's constantly playing the the flute, and it's just like Jesus, just the same stop. like three, yeah, like, the same two, three second wave file. 
So, so in in this in the sub, not only is the flute like part of the background music, so like it's more tolerable because it's like actually like a, a different song that changes and gets like That's clever, you know, closer or farther depending on where they are in the house. But it also starts playing as soon as they enter the house, so it doesn't like come out of nowhere halfway through. Okay, see that would have been. That's that's a really cool touch of like yeah. the background music and then like it being there because otherwise it's just like, oh, okay, we're just yeah, being like, murdered as as, instantly. As soon as they go walk in the house, um, you can hear the flute in the background. They all comment on it, so like it's not like, okay. like we make it clear right away. Like oh, that's you know that's not just in like part of the background music. That's the diegetic sound. But okay. yeah, I they like just that. kind of ruin that. Hmm, that would have been nice to have. <laughs> that's a kind yeah. of nice, a nice it's, detail it's, which it's those little touch yeah it's those little touches that like I'm like wow I'm jealous of that because like hey English version aside from obvious issues of like what characters should and shouldn't know is perfectly fine but it's like those little touches are like what really like hold it together and like really like complete it yeah what also removed from the dub was uh, Digmon drilling XBMR right in the dick <laughs> yeah yes. yes was that this episode yeah, that was that's this episode. Yeah, it, I, I double checked that shot is not in the title dub. card. Haim Saban, making it the title card. Why are you why are you removing the dick drillings from the dub? We we don't we don't like that's, this. That's really unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I've just I've just noticed from that screenshot because I was confused at first and I thought it was meant to be like Paiudramon because of the green parts. I've just realized it's Paiudramon. It's like it's it's Stingmon. Yeah, Stingmon. He's actually got. Um, he's- He's given him the full Nelson. Stingmon's holding him down so that he can be drilled in the deck, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you guys clearly so planned funny. this. You coordinated. Like, I'm just imagining Digmon just being like, hey, I've got a great idea. And he's like, what, what, is, it? what is it, Digmon? And he's just like, I'm going to drill him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, St- uh, okay then. Stingmon just grabs him and goes, get his balls. <laughs> Oh, good God. lord. Thank God that he, he seems... Yeah, I don't know. There's, I'm kind of glad they yeah, removed not... that part, because that might have distracted me from the whole of the rest of the episode. I'd just be like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Why did that happen? Um, it's so such strange. a weird shot, too, because it, it starts on the deck, and then it pans up to see <laughs> XVMon screaming in pain. <laughs> just to be clear, just to be clear, there's nothing there. So XVMon, you know, He's he's he's, he's getting his groin Sorry. area drill. Let's say okay, that. Yeah, yeah his groin. groin. Let's let's say yeah. the groin. Oh, this region. <laughs> the, yeah, sure. One but one. dang, like, like a few episodes ago, Tordemon was stomping on his groin too. Like, this guy can't get a freaking break. <laughs> well, you know, he is Davis's Digimon, so he, he has to <laughs> endure sense. the most, <laughs> the most, the most pain and humiliation because that's Davis. Yeah. Um, oh, and Daisuke. I guess it's a trait of both of them. Um, yeah, I think we also need to talk about uh the the backup group so to speak and like their thing because <laughs> sure admittedly i had almost forgotten about them my recap because their part in this episode is pretty small but it is like this really cool get, idea of like our Pokemon just like okay all you bees just chase them into the house oh <laughs> they just get chased by flymon and snymon like for the entire episode like it's just it's just like they're, they're on their mounts again not using angemon for some reason uh, I, I get I, I just feel like TK I feel like Angemon would have a tougher anymore. time carrying TK. Angemon yeah, he can just, just go on the back. He can just he can just ride on the back with of Nefertimon with with Kari. Like that's fine. Or 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 uh, or Queenamon with Yole. Like 
I don't know, like, let, let the, let the, I, I, the I most guess. powerful Digimon show up. Like, but have you, considered, have you considered Horse? No. Horse. Pegasus horse. Mon, no. Pegasus is, Mon is without TK class horse day boy? one, because he wasn't Angemon. TK, TK uh, is a horse boy. He probably, uh... You know what? Like... You know what? I, I, can, I can see it. <laughs> I can see he's it. Like, he, he does give off that kind of vibe. He's got, like, <laughs> I think his fashion sense gives off a very horse boy vibe. Just for the record, nothing against horse girls or horse boys, but TK's a horse boy. Hey, well, you said it, not me. So there you go. <laughs> so he seems like if we didn't know TK's backstory, he would definitely come across as a bit of like a rich kid, like he a bit of a spot, you know, someone who might have been not necessarily like acts like it, but he definitely comes across like he could have a horse if he wanted to. He's, like, he's got hashtag he, horse boy really... energy. Yeah, yeah, horse boy, horse boy energy. Uh, they hit the good old HPE. Um, <laughs> yeah. HPE. We got. We, I can't believe we got CPT and HPE in the same episode. <laughs> Wait, what was, <laughs> oh, where was, oh god! Right, I had to think about. That. I love this so much. Yeah, I love cognitive behavioral theory. That's why uh, Digmon <laughs> Stingmon start attacking uh, XPmon, like right? Because yeah, it's, it's, well, it's all about the, the, the yeah. There's given his new ability, the closed beta test. Yeah, there's yeah. a closed beta <laughs> test. Absolutely. <laughs> Boom! Saved it. <laughs> Saved it. Nice. nice. Um, there yeah, is... also, uh, the, the Flymon, they're just like, what are Flymon? What's that? And it's like, oh, it's Flymon. It's like, you've already seen them before. Also, like... Have they seen them before? Because obviously you, they appeared in... Do you kids the... have any memory? Like, oh, well, all? yes. T- TK and Kari shouldn't, should at least know what they are, but... No, they... No, Yoli what knows it? it too, because it was in the, uh, the Rydramon episode. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, to be fair, this episode has a lot of, like, bugs... <laughs> Book Digimon, so it is kind of hard to Oh, I thought you sometimes. meant like errors because I was gonna say, yeah, this episode does have a lot of errors. Oh well, true. I won't yeah, they're not they're not they're not books. Continuity. That was bad. Um can we talk about Submarimon and yeah. his glorious his glorious reappearance? Um he just like he just like flops like a fish on like the bloody on like the I can't tell what they're on and it's like a, a worked up or a counter or something where the where I spin... figured it was like the floor, maybe. Like they 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 jump down to yeah. the floor. Oh, on the floor, even yeah. So that, they do that, and then you need to break into the washing machine or, or whatever that Ken and Singmon have been thrown into. <laughs> just like just like I don't know, with tremendous like core strength or something, like flies them in the air, drills into the washing machine, and manages to grab them and swim out or something. Like despite the fact that he just drilled a hole straight through this washing machine. Doesn't seem to be like a leak or anything. <laughs> he just manages to get them all out, like just like swims to the top and <laughs> no problem. Yeah, he just, just it's a cool man. Yeah, exactly. He just doesn't call it man, but like the water just stays in place. It's it's a bit it's a bit strange. <laughs> so um but no, it was it was kind of fun to see Cody like sort of doing like joining the dots in his head of just like, wait, hang on. I I can use I can use water, there's what I fish. I have fish. There's water. <laughs> oh. Just like the viewers, oh, Cody forgot about Submarine. Oh, go. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's an alternate <laughs> cut where like Ankylomon tries to open the door, like like Bash open the door with a tail, <laughs> and it's like, and after the fact, it's like Cody. What about Submarine? I was like, I forgot about that. Oh my god, Ken's dead now. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like shit. It's been it's been like two weeks or whatever. We went to America and it's back. It's been like, one a, week. A, a, a lot a lot has happened. Like it just cuts back and you see to see Ken's corpse just flying in circles on the spin oh, cycle no. still. <laughs> yeah, God. Stigmon just can't. I don't know why, but Stigmon can't fly out. Well, yeah. uh, okay, I guess that wasn't. You know no, it was it was closed. You know that video? Of, oh, it was closed. Um, oh, yes, it was. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, okay. Do, do you know that video of, like, that, the Kermit the Frog doll? And it's, like, standing yeah. in a wash basin just slowly <laughs> rotating in circles. Yes. That's just that Ken in his alternate cut. <laughs> that, yeah, that with Ken is just playing, like, the, the jazz version Stuart of Target. Li- <laughs> Stuart Little has that scene where he is he is thrown in the washing machine, and he has to go through the, the spin cycle. And he, and he also <laughs> dies? Because no, if you get thrown in a washing machine, you're gonna die. His absolutely, um, apparently, 100% organic mother, organic human mother, um, is uh, is uh, rescues him and like opens can a washing you, machine. Can you, can you imagine like being an orphan in an orphanage and some a couple comes in to adopt uh, like a kid <laughs> and I walk out of there with a mouse instead? Like I would, I would just feel so cheated. <laughs> I think I would be most super yeah. if that happened to me. Yeah, that's, I'd that's be like really salty. It's like, oh, it's like, hey, don't worry, Stuart. I'm sure someone will, like pick you up as a pet one day. It's like, oh, the Dallas is our son, Stuart. It's like, what? You've just written the plot for Stuart Little Four or whatever. Because <laughs> like, because he he's older, and then he goes back to the orphanage to adopt a human child. Um, but then, like, one of the unadopted children the, 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 has become the, the, a cat and super villain. The, the, exactly. the kid who okay, was there. there the kid who was left behind, he 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 now like runs the orphanage because he has to grow up there, and you know now he now he's older, and this is the only job he could get, and he hates it, um, and and then he's like, oh, it's that fucking mouse, and then he hatches <laughs> his revenge, and also he's played by Stephen Tobolowski. Oh, um, yeah, that's excellent. That'd be excellent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that's exactly. perfect. I love like, that. <laughs> Anyway. It's like <laughs> moving it on. Becomes, it becomes like saw, but like with like mouse traps and whatever. <laughs> if Steven no Tobolowsky like were this. to voice a this... Digimon, which Digimon should he voice? Wormon, like one hundred percent. Like okay, yeah, that's actually you got it in one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like even even like Wormon or like um. No, no, I was gonna say Digitamon, but Digitamon's voice is already always already perfect. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think I think he would be he would be good as um we haven't gotten that like as far as Tamers yet but yeah I think he'd be good as uh Beelzebub in that that'd be funny <laughs> oh that'd be really no that's like <laughs> no I'm now imagining Stephen Toblowski with like two big black wings and a giant laser gun <laughs> uh, no no offense David Justin we're gonna have to kill you now sorry about that. <laughs> Oh god. Um also uh Beyonce Man should be Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, so there you go. hundred um, <laughs> percent. Um anywho, I you can tell there's not much to talk about in this episode in terms of like there were there were lots of like goofy things that happen in it. Um and I find the way that like they distinguish between Digimon like based on like their form here is very I feel I feel like that's the first time I've really actually properly drawn attention to that. Um, you know, the fact that there's all these insect Digimon and that there's like mm-hmm. a specific I, I, I don't know if it's this episode or next that they that they get into the details of why she can control the insect Digimon, but like it's it's, it's this the first episode. Time 
they 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 could they come to the 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 conclusion pretty quickly. Right, yeah, because they, they're, they're, they're but, but the but they ex- they expand on it more next episode, and that's where it all comes yeah. to a head. The reason being, the sound is you know vibrations and they trigger something vibration in the in the insects. Yeah, um, can I can something. I just say though the um the sequence of first of all Arukenimon saying why don't you be a, a sport and take your lump scoggle boy like good <laughs> like like drag him but also Digmon being like hello boys and then just just murdering yes. them by destroying the floor was really hilarious it's like yeah, he Digmon just, you yeah, killed them he Digmon, just turns Digmon. Into, he just turns into Randy Quaid for a second just hello boys <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all like a Hirsch Johnny energy. Like he he fits into the villain role really well, <laughs> which I love to see. Because at first I was it kind is. of like, is it going to be a situation where like they are like, I don't want to do this, but she's controlling me, sort of thing, which I think we've seen before in in like Wargreymon. Yeah. There was like the Piedmon thing, I think, where he had that similar trick. But, but no, they they're just literally like, oh no, they're just evil now. <laughs> like until until yeah, she they're, shuts they're off. Yeah, they're just jerks. Then yeah, so that was. Um, that was it. Um, speaking of her flute, I really like Ken's line where she, where he's like, uh, "I just want to shove that flute up her nostril." Up her nose. Like yeah. I was like, my my stupid irony poison brain was expecting a very different word than nose. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Ken, we all know what you actually meant. Like, yeah, no, Ken's, Ken's Ken, like, no, Ken's like, no, no, Cody's no. ten. I can't say this. That's what that's what da- da- Cody wouldn't know. Davis definitely would say that. I want to. I want to take that. I want to take that clip and just add like a a loud bleep sound effect at the end. <laughs> Perfect. Ken Ken is too gentle and 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 sweet a boy to do anything like that. TK would say it uh, with his whole chest, um, and he'd probably you know. <laughs> and then punch Arakenimon. He would probably own Arakenimon through facts and logic in some way as well. So he's. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just think. I'm just thinking back to his like Chad TK and. God, I, I, I want more Chad TK so badly, but <laughs> I don't. I, I think don't that's the last time it. we see Chad TK. I think he's yeah the first and only time. <laughs> first and only time. Yeah, I don't think he really does much like that in Try or if at all. And then in in Last Evolution, he's kind of taken out the picture really quickly, which is such a shame. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. He doesn't die, by the way. I'm not. I'm not spoiling that film for anyone. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, you just spoiled it by confirming he doesn't die, so good job. <laughs> well, wow, I can't hey, believe hey. that not confir- confirming a character doesn't die a horrible death is is a uh, the biggest spoiler <laughs> of the movie. Okay, Which, I kind of like, people do now, confirm, like, people do think that way though. Deny. No, you're right. Like people do think that <laughs> way. And it's really com- annoying. And I can, yeah, they do. It's it's such a it's such a pain. Should we move on to twenty nine? Uh, there's just one more thing I wanted to say for this one, and it's that the beginning of the episode in the sub. There's a really adorable moment where um, Chibimon slash Demivimon is uh, talking about how cool it was to be Pyeldramon. And as part yes, of that, he, like he that. imitates the Desperado Blasters and makes a little like sound with his mouth. And it's so cute. Oh my god, that's so cute! That's funny. Oh, yeah, because there was that scene. There was that scene where like Davis and Cody are kind of getting mad at each other like early on. Like they're arguing in the computer room. And then you have this cut to like Demivimon. And he just just does something like I can't remember what he does. It's like, hey, look at me or whatever. And then he just he does like, like a, a little sneeze. Cry, but yeah, that, that, we lost the Desperado Blaster for that. So that was that was the Desperado Blaster moment. Yeah, right? well, it's like okay. the last like the last like syllable of it, basically. Why wouldn't you? 
Yeah, at least no, according I guess to they the, just the Hulu the subtitles, it was a sneeze. So I find it really cute that it's like, look, I'm I'm Pyodramon. And like, little like, chew, I'm a baby, making the baby sneeze. Yeah, it was it was disappointing. I, I liked that moment a lot. Okay, actually, uh, that does lead me to the question. Uh, what do they say when their heads turn all big in the, in the sub? Because uh, Davis is like, wow, you wouldn't want a DNA digital with me. You're so mean. They're, they're having an argument where um, Cody thinks that they shouldn't mess around with a power they don't fully understand. And Davis basically just, or Daisuke basically says, like, if we don't try it, we don't we won't know its limits. And Cody is like, well, something bad could happen. Like, he's basically just being a stick in the mud and Daisuke is telling him to chill out. Ah, uh, come on. Come on, Iori. Gotta chill. You know, he, is, he is extremely um, angsty, these, this, this couple of episodes here. Exactly. So let's get on to episode 29 then, I think. We're all good? Uh, yep. Yeah, let's do it. So episode 29 starts off with the three boys of Cody, Ken, and Davis stuck on the web still. And uh, of course, Ira Kenimon playing the flute. She's practicing her scales. And XV Mon is still tied up fighting them, so he can't save them. Dokugumon has been walking for a very long time to get to the get to the human treats. And so they're just like, okay, like, what do we do? Like, how do how do we how do we handle this? And of course and Ken's shouting at uh, Cody, like, hey, like, you have your hands free, do something. But he's just sort of like, uh and then he's like, Oh hey, the AC. I bet we could turn that on. And then in a in a scene of what I thought was going to be Ken and Cody working together, Cody gets completely rejected. Ken tosses a chunk of wood over to Davis with his feet, which very good dexterity. And Davis bicycle kicks it and turns on the AC, blows the Kugumon away, destroys the web, and they manage to land on a very giant bed. XVMon is getting bodied. He gets beaten, knocked down to the, the bed. He turns back to Vmon. And so they realize, okay, we have to uh, hide because Stigmon and Digmon are coming down ready to kill us still. So they manage to open up a very big drawer and hide in it, and they're trapped in, and Stigmon and Digmon start trying to break away at the drawers so that way they could uh, kill kill the, the kids. And so what's happening <laughs> is... God, sorry, yes, to kill the, the kids. The way, the way yeah. they kind of tapered off to that way, you laugh a lot. Just, you know, just, you know, just yeah. murder those kids... And so they're trying to get help from uh, Yoli and from Kari and TK, but of course they're still stuck in their own situations. Yoli's been flying around the house on Aquila Mon, avoiding a bunch of Fly Mon, and Kari and TK had been sort of like trapped behind some books in what I can only assume is like a study type of place. But Yoli manages to come in. The the Fly Mon get caught in the wall as they're all trying to go at the same time, so they're stuck. TK and Kari, Nefariamon and Pegasusmon push over some books on some Snymon and. Those things are probably dead. And so uh, they come to the conclusion that like, oh, as we were talking about with the vibrations last episode, the flute's creating some vibrations. So Ken and Cody come up with the idea that, hey, if we mess up those sounds, like the story of the moth and the bat, then maybe our Jamal will turn back to normal and everything will be fine. So they let, Yol- they let Yoli know. And so she's like, oh, yeah. I know how to use music software, and they're like, just use that music software and that computer. It's like, first, okay, how do you know all this? But whatever, we'll, we'll just take it. And uh, so Yoli has some really cool moments here of her working a giant computer with Kari, 
And uh, there's this cool bit of like them like guarding everyone as they're getting this whole whole operation together of like TK's plugging in a microphone, Kari and Yoli are utilizing a mouse. Kari is or Yoli is like like wall running along a computer monitor, <laughs> and so basically she edits a a she she opens up Audacity, edits the podcast for the week, and uh, gets the audio files all good, plays that. And because the the flute music is all messed up, it reverts the spell of Arukinimon's flute. So Stingmon, Digmon, all the Digimon are back to normal. All the other bugs are just like, okay, let's leave, whatever. And Stingmon, Digmon do not remember what happened. So they decide, okay, now let's get to Pyeldramon. And we're going to stop this, this, this bug lady once and for all. So... They have this fight against Arukenimon, and of course they're just like, or before the fight they're like, hey, why are you doing this? This isn't nice. And in usual Arukenimon fashion, she's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And they're like, please? And she's like, no. So she transforms for the first time into her Digimon form, which is a very creepy, unsettling uh, spider lady. And her and Pyeldramon go at it, and Pyeldramon is getting sort of the upper hand at first. Like, he's he's taking his lumps, but he's he's overpowering her. So what happens is they want to lead her into the dining room to sort of, I guess, finish her off. And basically a whole Three Stooges routine goes down of Yoli and Shuriamon throwing salt in her face, Digmon just spraying her with bug spray, all sorts of good stuff. And Kari and TK just straight up electrocute her. And so the battle seems to be won, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a very dapper uh, podcaster boyfriend comes in, reveals himself to be her partner in crime, Mummymon, beats the Digimon with ease, and the two of them get away. And we see them driving away in a, in a dune buggy in the desert, just like, we'll get them next time, and we have our plans. We can't let them control or destroy the control spires because we have plans. And it just sort of ends on that cliffhanger of who could these mysterious evil Digimon be? And what do they? What do they want with the digital world type of thing? Yes. Yeah. What, more question, what more happens with episode as well? Yeah. I mean, we get the answer that Avakenimon apparently isn't isn't shit. <laughs> like in an actual one on one fight, like she's kind yeah. of terrible. But uh, she, yeah, just hand her ass handed to her. And to be fair, it does take a group effort and like a, a considerable group effort at that. With even all the like you know the kids contributing and. So on yeah. and so forth, but like, yeah, no, they they make they make collectively they make short work of her, which yeah, like she she just straight up like bodies Pegasusmon and the Fairytimon really easily. Like, I don't think uh, Shurimon is able to do anything against her. So it really is just like that group effort that shows like, oh hey, we we have we have strength in numbers type of thing. Sure, it's it's, it's a funny it's a funny sequence, but I find that just between that and then obviously dealing with Pyodramon, like, she kind of gets clowned on. And then her her, yeah. her boyfriend, who I, who was, well, mommy, mom, sorry, her partner. Uh, for what I remember, she's very much, and you kind of see that at the end of this episode as well, she's, she kind of, um, she's kind of the boss of the pair, and yeah, is meant to be the stronger of the two, but, like, he just clowns on Pyodramon, like, with ease. Like, I know that they're both, they're, I know they're supposed to be on, like, the same level or whatever, but I just thought it was funny that. I mean, to to be fair, he has a gun. Yeah. He has a gun. He can't beat that. Like, how are you supposed to hey, deal with that? Pyodramon has Pyodramon has two guns. <laughs> so, yeah, but he, you know, he has a bigger gun well, though. 
Yeah, like, oh, like it's well, longer bad. than both the guns co- put, uh, combined, so... Okay, well, as we know, th- the bigger a gun is, the the better it is, so... Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's probably actually true in most It's like a cool, like, railgun type thing. It just fires, like, laser blasts. It's really rad. Sure, sure. So, yeah, Mummy Mon is a thing. I find it funny that he shows up and he's wearing his, like, quote-unquote disguise... And then he just immediately it's reveals so, the disguise. It's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny how bad his disguise is compared to Ardu Kenimon's. Like he, it's just a trench coat and, and hat. <laughs> like it's like Ninja Turtles <laughs> level of, of awful. Yeah, it's 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 strange. But he still looks uh, like a monster. Uh, I, he looks like a person. He just looks like a monster wearing a trench coat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he's wearing like a. It's just such a strange like. Because it, it's like it's a get-up as well. It's like it's this is like a fashion choice that he's made, like with this weird, like stylized blue, yeah, trench coat deal and like a big hat on or whatever that covers his whole face. And he's so got on. like the cool cane. Like I don't know. Like Emma Kennymon, she puts in some like she's obviously doing some like magic or whatever to like actually have a proper human form. But Mumimon just feels like he's just he's just gone into like a thrift store and just grabbed whatever he can, and then he's just like, "Well, I'm just gonna wear well, this because, when I'm around the because human." Because she's the except for the first so time, she of... puts like work into it, and Mumimon's just the podcaster boyfriend, so like he just thinks like some like weird steampunk getup is like really cool, but it's not. But like everyone just like sort of like, oh, like whatever. I also find it kind of funny. I, 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 when I'm saying this, I do find it funny, but I also think like this introduction to this character is just completely crap because it's completely ineffectual um in making you like take him seriously um he they have him show up he basically one shots payo dramon and then then like flees with with uh uh oh my god i've forgotten her name what the hell is she called arukenimon arukenimon oh my god Um, i'm gonna make you some note cards Okay, Aru Kenimon. Aru Kenimon. Okay, it's, sorry, it's a weird for some name. reason I just find this name really hard. I don't know yeah, why. It, it is. Just, it is I, a weird name because the you want it to be Arachnimon, but even in the Japanese version, it's not Arachnimon. In the Jap- Japanese version, it's Arknimon, which is still very what, awkward and weird. I don't know what I want it to be. I just, I just, I just have trouble saying it because I don't know. Hey, I, I, uh, I have a question. So, yes. if Mummymon is question? named Mummymon. And they're like, they make the joke like, "Oh, his mommy's a little boy." Does that make Arakenimon Daddy Mon? Be gone. Uh, I, I, I don't know the relationship dynamic. It kind of works. I mean, yeah, works. like, okay, number one, yes, clearly. Number two, like, I, I don't know that I have the energy for this conversation tonight. <laughs> It's, it's been a long week, so you've always uh, got to be we... ready for me to to be to be on my BS. It was, it's, it's not been as long as last week, in all fairness, <laughs> but uh, many week, not many weeks are. Uh, so I will defer on this question, even though I've kind of just answered it already. Uh, I I just so... I just wrote that I just wrote that in my notes, and I'm sorry. Next bit, <laughs> of course, uh, you kind of have to. <laughs> you kind of have to. So uh, as I'm, I'm 2021 uh, irony brain poisoned. Yeah. So and the fact that we've <laughs> exactly. called them e girl and podcaster boyfriend so much, it's like okay, like this instantly came to me. Uh, but that's yeah, that's that stuck with me too, and and for good reason. That that that, that tracks. Really, so um, it's a very twenty twenty. It's a very twenty twenties way of looking at these idiots. 
<laughs> their dynamic, just... especially at the end, is like basically like if Jesse and James were a romantic pairing of her just being like, you're such an idiot and him like, like, oh, you're so cool. I'm so sorry, ma'am. And he, she's just like, you're such an idiot and I hate you, but I'm going to keep you around, I guess. Like Jesse and James, uh, it would be absolutely impossible for them to ever be in heterosexual relationships with either themselves or anyone else. But that's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, know, that's obviously. But other than that, um, like I'm yes, just saying, like I if see. if, if very, Jesse and James similar. were very in a heterosexual similar. relationship with each other, like that, they would be Arkenimon and Mummymon. Can we can talk about how uh, Mummymon's design is like? You're just ready to the... get off the topic of me talking, aren't you, Scrafty? <laughs> You're just like, I'm tired of this. I just like, it's been sitting in the back of my mind for like all day. It's like. You've just been, you've just is... been waiting to say be gone thought to me, haven't you? No, just like he's, <laughs> he's a mummy in a do-rag with a gun and like combat gear. Like it's like the, the weirdest melding of aesthetics I've ever seen. It's really, it's, it's very Digimon. <laughs> sure. In like, in like the. He's, burn, got, he's got like weird leg braces too. Like I never noticed until like I look at official art. He's got like some like leg braces, and he's got a bunch of belts too. Oh, like yeah. dudes, he's such a weird design. He's got like spikes on his shoulders. Tetsuya Nomura is Mummymon. Tetsuya Nomura is Digimon design. Tetsuya Nomura presents Mummymon. Yes, he's got yeah. He's got the do rag. He's got the. It's a gun, but like he's he's. Oh, that's clever. He's it's gun. It's a gun, but it's like he's using it like a crutch, and he's in bandages. Yeah. Oh. So it's okay. it's like yeah, and then the leg braces kind of support that as well. Uh, obviously, he's got a lot of claws and stuff, and and belts are just kind of standard like wear across tons of different. Digimon, I have but... glass bones and paper skin. Every <laughs> every morning I break my legs, and every night I break my arms. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So because yeah, the gun the the gun is also the cane in his hu- in his quote unquote human form. So it's yeah. Now that you point out that's like the crutch, like that's a pretty cohesive like design aesthetic. I I get what they're going for. Uh, maybe a bit of a miss as opposed to a hit, but I get where you're going. I get where you're going for. It, uh, it, it, it's 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 fine. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a it's more of a um. Yes, he is not a although he's called Mummymon, he's very much an injury victim rather than an actual uh, Egyptian like mommy. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. It's good. Can we also talk about early in the episode how we have like the return of the slasher film with Digmon and Stingmon like trying to get into this drawer to kill the kids? Yeah. I I had like really big like Piedmon episode vibes where just like, oh this is really terrifying and awesome. Yeah, it was. It's a good episode. Like, I like the the tension in this. Although Ken's like quote unquote story uh, is is weird. Is that a real story? It's not in the Japanese version. He just it talks about just like biology facts. Like, it's not like a, a parable or whatever. He just says, "Oh, you know how you know bats use echolocation to hear, but moths can you know disrupt that with their own sounds." And uh, Iori goes, "Oh yeah," and Daisuke goes, "I don't. I didn't know that." Of course, Daisuke didn't know that, but we still love him. But in the in the dub, it's changed to David. A confirmation that Davis oh, does not yeah. know what oh, sex is. God. Oh, jeez, Cody. Cody was like later Davis. Like Co- this ten year old is going to give this like eleven, twelve year old the talk. Oh yeah, my I can't god! Believe, of these, all the things this episode these kids does, are so chaotic. Of all this, the things this episode does, this confirms that Cody knows what sex is, what Davis doesn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah, makes that. sense. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not consistent. I'm just saying it's not something I expected to learn about these characters this episode. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they have that problem sometimes where like they characterize they characterize Cody in a certain way where like they can do those jokes and like they make sense because of Cody's character. But like if you actually think about it for more than two seconds, it's like, uh, wait, this kid's what? like eight. <laughs> Yeah, this it's kid's like when you're a to, baby child. When you think about who he actually is, as opposed to who we, you know, just who he talk, how he talks, then then yeah, it's 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 doesn't quite work. So first, Ty gives Mister Fujiyama the birds and the bees talk, and now Cody is giving Davis the birds and the bees talk. I keep forgetting about that moment, and I think it's if you ask me, good, like, that was right, such a good moment. If you ask me, like, what's one of my favorite moments of this show so far? I think I'd probably say that to be honest. It's really, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, the yeah, there's a. I feel like there's a weird joke in here about. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Um, no, it's sorry, it's Passport Man. I, I I don't know what I was thinking, but never mind. Never mind. Let's move on. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought the I thought the whole the. Um, Okay, the whole scene where like Yole uses the like computer to to uh you know make music or whatever. She's, edit- she's editing her Digimon podcast. <laughs> it's so editing strange. Editing cast. It's such a strange scene. Like oh, yeah. oh well, not, sorry, the scene itself isn't that strange, but like the actual concept of it is is bizarre to me. Like why? Like it's very contrived again. Which yeah, it's like it's... the fact that like people who weren't there know that there's music software on a computer that they don't, they technically don't know about. Yes, like it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's so overcomplicated too because all they have to do is create more noise than the flute is producing. Like literally, all they have to do is create a sound louder than the flute. And in both versions, they choose a different plan that's way too convoluted. Look, I'm j- <laughs> I'm here for Yoli. Like having her time okay like i don't care if she wants to make it super complicated yoli baby sweetie you do what you want and i'll <laughs> support you t- it involves a ton of like um uh sort of backstory or whatever about matt's band as well which is like yeah that I mean, was pretty funny tk's just subs- like oh yeah i wondered why they sound good actually they suck the subs make it even funnier because it, she doesn't just like you know say oh you know i held the sound mixing she says no i create the synth sounds that they use in their keyboards oh my god like she is, she is a, a a vaporwave musician as well as being a computer genius. <laughs> vaporwave Yoli is the aesthetic I'm here for. <laughs> I I'm also glad that they sort of uh, they may have mentioned this already, but I'm I'm glad that they get into like Matt's band being shit because like he clearly is in a band just to pick up girls. Like if his yeah. music oh, was yeah. actually like if his music was actually good, I feel like that would just be a complete misunderstanding of the character. They, oh, <laughs> like, I, 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 I forgot. I wrote, I wrote this little note here. They actually do this really amazing joke in the sub where so the past two times the band has appeared, they played Matt's character song, like his his image song. Wait, like which, his harmonica song? Like it's like his his zero two image song, which has like. It, it does sound like it's played by a band, but it has like brass instruments, like trumpet and, and oh, saxophone. Oh, not like in it as not well. like his like character theme of like the harm him playing the harmonica. I, I no, like it's, used it's in the song yeah, a few it's, times. It's a slightly different one, but oh, okay. um. So the the past few times his band has played the, that, that's the song that plays, and so when Yoli talks about how she produces synth uh, sounds for the band, TK goes, "Oh, that must be why I can hear brass when they play, even though they don't have a brass musician." God. And like it's like it's such a little like, like good little like clever joke that caught me off guard because like I I never really paid is, it any mind because I was like yeah whatever is like, Matt just in a ska band. 
<laughs> yes. Matt's a rude boy now, canonically. That, that also tracks. <laughs> map, mapping it, map picking no, it up. Yep. No, he's like, we'll get to it in a later episode, but like he's like in a Green Day knockoff. We have heard their music already. In okay, the, no. Uh, in the soap. There it, 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 is a dope, song dope, that we will see later in the series that is basically just a edited Green Day song. I'm not even kidding. Like, the similarities are way too uncanny, and we will get to that when we get to it, but they basically play a Green Day song. Is it the one in Frontier? No, it's it's in it's in this series. Oh, okay. I, for, I forgot about that. I it's it's in this Frontier. series. There is, there is a song that Matt's band plays in canon that is basically like a rewritten Green Day song, like with like in, some, in, maybe some chord ch- chords changed. Yeah, is it more? It's Frontier to like a Nickelback song. It, what, is it sorry, more? Tom? Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Is it more or less of a ripoff of Green Day than that one song in uh, Deadly Premonition, which is just it's just a rearranged version of American Idiot? I don't know if you know. Uh, I don't know if you know. I don't know yeah, if you know. I, I know what song. you're talking about. I would. I would yeah. say more. Yeah, more. Okay. Okay. That's. It's surprising. like, like I think if you know like any Green Day, when you get to that moment, you'll be like, "Wow, Sloan really was right about Matt being a Green Day ripoff." <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll look forward to that. I can't then. wait for um, that episode. God, I can't wait for that. I can't. I, I'll, I'm looking forward to whatever the hell that that sounds like because it sounds like uh, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. But still, uh, Yoli using the music program after like me spending a long gip editing, I'm like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to look at waveforms ever again. Yoli, get rid of it, please. I'm begging you. I like, a, I like how their plan also involves just putting a little random shit into the into the sound. It's like it's not like oh, you could just make the exact same. Oh yeah, I guess if you make the exact same noise, then they're just they're just or they're they're also telling them to kill them or they're double controlled. Yeah, it's yeah, or like you could just do like oh. This will make them attack Arukenimon, and it's like, oh no. Yeah, it's um, so convoluted. Like in, in the sub, Ken says, "Oh yeah, we just need to play a sound louder than the flute," and then Yole interprets that as, or sorry, I guess Miyako interprets that as, "We need to record the sound of the flute and then play it backwards," because <laughs> that's what she does. <laughs> okay. See, it it shows. Okay, Yole. This shows why Show she off. should have the digi egg of knowledge because, like, how smart and uh, it, ingenuitive, uh. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Okay, you can well, interpret that however you want. Let's not, however you want. Let's not be. Let's not make up being able to use computer programs as as she's sm- smart. As smart. <laughs> she's actually smart. Uh, okay. Uh, yelling about Yoli. Yes. True. She's We're very. I, doing that. I just. I I like Yoli a lot. She's wonderful. She's not she is, also. The the music that they make, uh, I put that it's just Pikmin environmental sounds, <laughs> like yes. like that where it's like where it's like all getting like all like out of tune and horrifying. That's just the Pikmin environmental sound. God, it's like in yes. a that was a, a track on Smash Bros. Uh, Brawl. Yeah, it's it's, it's the Smash Bros. <laughs> track. <laughs> and they, like they you weren't, they weren't allowed to play it in tournaments for some reason. Yeah, because you'll get you'll get copyrighted ten years in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that the whole sequence was just really funny, and then like them using the mouse. The, the, yeah, I won't go into it too much because again, I really don't want to have slow and have to put another um clip, Simpsons clip into into the into this episode in the edit. But the yeah, the, the whole the whole thing was just very silly. With like 
the computer a working b having the software c like you know just all the elements involved is just really funny especially when like whenever they encounter like real world stuff in the digital world normally it just never works <laughs> like i'm thinking yeah. back to like the, so the phone boxes in like in like episode two of the original series like here so here's probably how how the logic worked so they knew that there was a computer there so yuli looked at the computer and said well this mysterious white woman is an e-girl, so she must have a podcaster boyfriend, and therefore he oh, must have audio editing software uh, on his computer. That's perfect. Clever. There. Flaws but, uh, logic. That's I mean, brilliant. Well, I, 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 good, except for the part where we've already established that they looked at her and goes, oh, she's a smelly old hag, and then obviously we'll be like, no one would date her, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sorry to I'm sorry to shoot holes in your argument here, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, they would not, I don't know. Um, no, see if they were if they were more clever, then yes, they would they would go down that route. Um, I think they just got lucky. I think, I, I, I think it, Yoli it, would be able to easily identify a, a neat girl because like she's like <laughs> not true. quite there, but like but she's also like she probably would be very like internet brain poison too. So that, that's Yoli's the thing. Gla- yes, Yoli's she's, glasses she's, just display like a heads up display and just says "e girl spotted." <laughs> <laughs> it, Yoli is definitely the most online. And we know that already because oh, she completely. she was literally online when our war game happened, and that's why she that's why she saw uh, the the Omni One Diaborum on fire. Being so. too yeah, she, online is why she has a Digimon. Exactly. That's exactly. If you if you see yeah. Diaborum, that is a symptom of being terminally online. <laughs> yes, Yole was the first one in the group to hear about being dad, and the rest of them came to her like five days later, like. <laughs> Hey, no. did you hear about this guy on the beans? And she's like, God, that meme's already dead already. And they're like, What are you talking about? It's just, it's just, what, what? My grandpa like, gave me only a kendo stick and a can of beans. I don't know what to do. I've been crying for six hours. I'm very hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cody's had dessert for that, didn't he? <laughs> Cody, open this prune juice. Uh, do it with your bam. <laughs> or oh, whatever. God. Anyway. Sorry to that's gonna that's gonna be even more hilariously outdated by the time this podcast actually goes up. So yeah, by, uh, by the time this podcast goes by the time this podcast goes gold, there's gonna be like another meme on Twitter that's like uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know candy cane mom, and we're gonna have no idea what that is, and they're gonna hear being dad like, what, what is this? Look at these January losers 5th. talking about being dad. It's all about candy cane mom. I mean, we the... were to inform me that candy cane mom is a raging fascist <laughs> who was uh, arrested at the Capitol. Yeah, I was gonna say you've got the inauguration to happen like between now and the release of the next episode. I think so. Oh jeez. Uh, so you know, there's gonna there's gonna be plenty to talk about. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get this out. episode edited sooner than later because there is no way I am paying attention that day. Yeah. You, Anyways, th- this is doing you a favor. Like <laughs> having this to edit, absolutely, hundred percent. Means means Crafty have to suffer though because you know. Anyway, that's my that's... secret cap. I'm always suffering. <laughs> Can yeah. I say it was awesome to see Shurimon? Like I love Shurimon, and the scene where they're chasing after Arukenimon, and he's like floating in, and has like y- like Yoli's holding on to like his his uh, like twirly <laughs> legs was just really yeah. hilarious. Yeah, they really struggle with having the having the kids ride some of these Digimon, <laughs> even though it's like like they clearly yeah, need let's, to. Let's, let's they, go back to, to when he had his ninja kite, and she was riding on the ninja kite with him. That was cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. that was cool actually. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad Shurimon keeps appearing because 
of the armor forms, I think that's that's probably my favorite. I think like I, yeah. I do yeah. like most of them, but like Sherman stands out. Yeah, I, I, feel I don't like think we're it's... not going to see much of Halsamon anymore because we have a Quilamon. <laughs> uh, Shurimon is like the the fighter armor form, so Halsamon is yeah. like whatever. Halsamon is very much like uh, you, you know it's the it's the uh, we have a Quilamon at home, the Quilamon at home. Uh, <laughs> well, at home. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just not quite it's not quite the right thing. So, um, yeah. What's uh, what's so funny to me is like, so like this is the final of the episode where we find out our, uh, our Mon's name and that she's you know not human. Um, but this is also the fourth the fourth straight episode that they've been calling her Arakenimon. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's so funny when they all react with shock. It's like oh, you're not human. It's like yeah, you've been. How calling did you her land without Mon. having a scratch? <laughs> you can't be human. And just like, yeah, and even gets... like in the episode itself, they swap between just calling her like that lady or that mysterious woman, and and just Arukenimon, and it's like, yeah, Davis constantly calls her Arukenimon, and I can't really figure out why. Like, if if the dub writers could see far ahead to know her name, then they should know that it comes as a, a surprise as well, because the scene where she says her name is also the scene where everyone's shocked to learn it. So why did they yeah. take that and write it into earlier episodes? That just seems like writing one one to me. Yeah, okay, Who so knows? there's the sequence of Cody's, like, when she jumps down from, like, the attic to the floor, Cody's like, that's amazing. How she could jump? How could she jump all the way down without getting a single scratch? Ken says, do you think she could be? And then she's like, uh, I'm not human. I'm Arukenimon. Everyone's like, huh? It's like, all you would need to say, because they've referenced the fact that she's Arukenimon, is just say, like, she's like, wait, she's much more powerful than a normal Digimon, or, or something like that. Like, can, like is you, this not her true form? Can you imagine something? if you were watching, like, Star Wars A New Hope, and then, like, for one scene, someone just calls Darth Vader Anakin, and I just never mention it again? Like, no, it's like, <laughs> it's, um, it's like, yeah. loose constant, like, oh, man, Dad's killing Obi-Wan, and then, like, <laughs> Then it's like they they see like that whole scene where he's like, "Oh, I'm your dad." And he's like, "No, that can't be real." It's like, but, <laughs> but buddy, I um okay. So here's the thing: ignoring the fact in the in the in the uh, in the um oh well, actually, before I get into it, Scrafty, this scene in the sub, do they are they still surprised that she's a Digimon? Oh but yeah, all, no, because but yeah. up to this point, they've been just calling her that woman or that mysterious woman. Okay, so. That whole thing. That white work. chick. <laughs> that white chick. That's right. <laughs> that whole thing. That whole thing doesn't work because I would understand. Okay, so this show so far, you know, the main the main antagonist in the in the first arc was a human, and that was like an old novel thing. Fair enough. But, so human enemies, they're established. They're a thing in the digital world now. She obviously looks like a human, but the fact one of the first things that, that we know that she's able to do is. Take one of her hairs, put it inside a control spire somehow, and turn it into a Digimon. How is that not like a gigantic red flag that she's clearly not human? That <laughs> she's clearly a Digimon. Like it's just, it just could, I just get the feeling that the whole thing doesn't work. Like they should have already had a conversation where she's like, "Hey, remember when Palmon told us about that thing where she can just turn control spires into Digimon using her hairs?" I feel like maybe she's a Digimon, and then like Yole's like, "That's ridiculous," and then Cody's like. No, I think I think I think Davis has a point or whatever. It's like that, that conversation should have already happened, not them gorming here, going like, "Ooh, she's a Digimon." It's like it just—I'm not sure why I did it. I, I feel like there, but, it's because you know. she she looks exactly like a human. That's like the, the thing that's throwing them off. Because 
like, well, I get that, but like she clearly they, isn't one. <laughs> like, and they also yeah, but like they, they've never seen so many. You know, they're also aware of so many Digimon that look like humans before now, like Angemon, for example. Angemon so. is just a hot dude. Like, come on, like with a, with a helmet on, like <laughs> exactly. He's just, du- he's just yeah. a dude. Or like Mautismon or or Piedmon or uh, Angemon or you know so many others. So it's it's a it's a goof thing. So I'm I'm, I'm I find that whole reveal. You know, without the dubs ever, it's completely flat anyway. But I guess that's, uh, you know, yes, we've got hindsight or whatever, but I, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's just such a weird thing for me. Um, and also, I heard Digimon form is, I, I actually quite like that. I think it's, I yeah, think it's, it's really good. It's, it's a, a cool design. design. Yeah, they should use that more. I don't think they do, but I think they, sh- they should use that more than the human form. Because. <laughs> Well, no, we 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 will see her plenty of times in her in her uh, Digimon form from here on out, like because there there's gonna be a, quite a cat and mouse game of the Digivestin versus uh yes the the yes. Chuckleheads as I'll call them <laughs> yes the dynamic duo yeah they they yeah I, I'm aware that they show up a lot and like you know they I think in like this. I think they get added to like the OP at some point in the Japanese version. So yeah, they're already in there. Oh, they're already in there. Right. Okay. Right. They're so... dri- aren't they like driving around the dune buggy, like just like smizing it up, like looking evil. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're. I love their 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 dune buggy. It's so silly, but yeah, they they do they do drive it around. It's so good. They cle- yeah, they clearly have plans for these these characters to be like a big comedic duo and whatever, and that's clearly how they're presented, like through most of their parents. But like. I don't think that works for Digimon, to be honest. Like, we've never had a villain like that. And I think one of the shows, like, I think something that's always kept the show, like, kind of um, feeling fairly, like, uh, maybe not grounded is the right word, but, like, you know, like, the stakes involved is that for as goofy as a lot of the villains can be, like, they are deadly serious. Like, like Etamon, for example. Etamon's probably yeah. the most ridiculous villain. Like, him and maybe, like, Puppetmon and so on. And. But they, you know, it's been very first and foremost. I'm going to kill you, <laughs> like rather than rather than these two. Who, yes, they very, you know, they're very much about that too. But then there's a lot of like, I'm going to run away now and drive off in my dune buggy, and we're going to be goofy and we clearly have like a sadomasochistic relationship with one another. Like, there's no, like, I don't know. They just they just seem like a, 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 a like a step too far <laughs> in in my in my opinion, especially coming off of the Digimon Emperor arc, which. Contrasts are nice, but I feel like you could have maybe taken it. It's I think it's a hard swing, and maybe too hard a swing into like a different type of villain. Um, yeah, I can I can kind of yeah. get that. Like they're still threatening, but compared to like Edamon, like Edamon joked, but we also didn't see Edamon as much, so like it's kind of different, and like. He sure. also like right away would be like, okay, like I'm just botting you all. Okay, bye. Meanwhile, like they're just like sort of chuckling and, and having a good time, and then like just doling out the pain, and then be like, bye bye, ah. <laughs> yeah, and also it's we're also left in this limbo of like we know that there's things happening, you know, there was leftover questions as to why Ken was the Digimon Emperor and things like that and 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 such and there's obviously like a dark power behind it all and so on and up until now it's kind of been like oh this is the mysterious lady you know Eric Elimon is going to be like the answers to a lot of that and I feel like this is kind of the point where it's like the show is saying okay oh, who this really is and here's how we're going to present her 
from now on and like her's her partner in crime and they're both like bumbling idiots essentially or if while still being a bit powerful and there's still kind of this question hanging overhead of like what okay how who and who is the actual villain and why are they doing this what do they want like they kind of completely waste opportunity here it's kind of fun for her as a villain to just tell the kids to basically f off when they ask her like why are you doing all this and so on but it does leave a lot of questions and it kind of feels very sort of like like there's no answers <laughs> if you know what i mean so it's, it yeah. it feels kind of a bit like a bit like a riddle right now the show the show does um yeah but you know i guess we'll get into that in the in the next two episodes and hopefully hopefully they pick up and answer some more questions and so on i generally i genuinely don't know like this the, the arc of this show at this point is completely like lost in my memory at this point so um I'm interested I mean, to see how I mean, in the show itself, they... it's basically lost, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Right now, that's how it feels. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they can pick up and get some more proper proper plot in next episode uh, and give us, like, a sense of where, where this is all going. Um, like, yes, I know this doesn't really go anywhere fantastic, but I want, still want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a minor. Run. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're we're getting back to this with a with a very critical eye. So I'm 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 interested to see where this goes again. Like coming back now as an adult. Sure. Yeah, and I want the Ken. I want the you know more of the like. I really like the, I really like to see more of Ken like bonding with the rest of the group and so on, uh, which we got in the last episode with with him and Cody. It's kind of just done now, I suppose. So I, I imagine like you know he's he's he's. ULA's warm to him, Cody's warm to him. He's really only got TK and Kari to win over, and I'm not even sure if that will happen. Even then, like, so, yeah. they seem, like, pretty alright with him, because in the last episode, they were like, oh, hey, Ken, you're part of the team now, haha, <laughs> you can't go on without us, like, type of thing. Like, they seem pretty chill with him now. TK sounded a bit resilient, uh, you know, yeah, so maybe the, maybe they are just cool, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess, so. Yeah, like, I I know, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen, but I really hope that there is, like, something between, like, Ken and TK of, like, bringing up the fact that just TK just straight up decked Ken. And that whole, like, thing that went down of how they hated each other and fought, literally. <laughs> literally fought each other as humans. Hmm. It would be... See, that was the thing. So, like, the, if they do actually spend an episode, or part of an episode, like, actually... Getting down into like, okay, you know, Ken's had his sort of time with, you know, Yole's had a moment getting used to Ken not being as bad a person. You know, Cody's, Cody and Ken obviously, you know, saved each other a few times and have their mutual respect now. It's like, okay, you do that, you do that, you do that with TK now. And then obviously they could hash it out or or what have you. Um, you know, TK being like, oh, I was working through some, you know, <laughs> through some stuff I thought was over. And Ken was like, yeah, I was actually you know being sort of semi-mind-controlled by a dark force and then they shake hands and move on but i get the feeling they're just gonna wash over it like it just doesn't it doesn't matter so you know bygones big up bygones and all that which would kind of be yeah it would be fun to explore that but i don't think they do from from memory there is a bit that bothered me like and this is more just how like i've been complaining a little bit, not too much, just once or twice about 
the Digidestin being like, why are these Digimon just mean? They don't have a, a dark <laughs> ring. <laughs> but the, the whole bit where uh, the the group is asking like, hey, like, we want an explanation. Like, why are you trying to do this, mean lady? And she's like, it's like, no, that's a stupid question. You're all dumb. That's what I live for. It's like, please accept the fact that someone is just evil. You fought Devimon. You fought Myotismon. You fought the Dark Masters. Well, like TK and Car. Like, at least you two, you are used to it. Like, stop asking why and start asking when can we punch you in the face or something? I don't know, but it's... there was there was a moment towards the end of this which I found really interesting, where they're like actually sort of con- they're talking about they're talking about what to do with her, which I found so interesting, like such an interesting like moral quandary for like this kind of show, where they're like they've cornered the villain and then they're just at, like they're kind of at a loss, of, like okay, so what do we do now? Because like we know that their lines in the sand are very much like you know yeah we'll, we'll destroy anything that's like a you know just a just a control spire turn into a Digimon or what have you, because they're they're not real Digimon, but they know damn well that Arikenimon is, um, you know, it's, it's as much a living Digimon as like Vimon and Wormmon and the rest, and the, you know, so they're very much not they're not going to just murder her, um, and I find it interesting here that like no one no one suggests that either, like you don't even have Davis being like, well, we'll just have to, we'll just have to, no, well, we maybe like TK or someone might say, well, we'll just blow it to smithereens or. You could even have like. No, TK is the with... one that suggests locking her up somewhere. Like, <laughs> yes, TK exactly, is the yes. most ridiculous one of just like, <laughs> let's just lock like, her up forever. It, and I'm like, my guy, <laughs> you literally <laughs> had your partner die to destroy Devimon. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's very it's very like a weird conversation, but and and it also just doesn't go far enough. I feel like Mommy Mon shows up to like interrupt it too soon because they could have had a moment with like Ken being like like having like a moral crisis of like god maybe maybe we'll have to destroy her and then like i don't want to do that that's not you know i'm, I'm trying to get away from being yeah. that person but they just they just don't do any of that they just have like mommy mom yeah Joel. cody <laughs> cody thinks uh like they must have some reason for being mass nasty and mean they can be ditch like that can be really mixed up but they can be healed just like people i'm like what are you talking about you weird kid like this is just an evil digimon your friends have fought tons of them like I think that's. I think that. It's, no, I, honestly, I, I think that tracks with his like, because his his. I mean, it tracks. Sto- it's just, it's just. His story is very for much... some reason because I'm a grumpy adult where I'm just like they don't need a reason to be evil. They're just his, evil. His arc and... in this his arc in this episode is very much a case of, um, you know, he's obviously come around on Ken. Um, uh, sorry, not in this episode in this in this yeah. story. So that's a thing, and you know, he's getting he's just gotten over that hump. So, you know, it kind of makes sense that, hey, he's going to, you know, maybe approach the situation a bit more open-minded. But, like, and I think it's a fair thought to have. And also, for what it's worth, she she has been planning, you know, she has been operating in ways other than just, like, you know, like, think of, like, that one Digimon that was chasing uh, Davis and Vimon when, when Vimon evolved into X-Vimon. I forget what the hell it was called. But, like, Tornomon. that was a grumpy Digimon. You, yeah, Tillman. So yeah. that that was a situation that was resolved, and hey, actually they they did end up, you know, calming him down or getting on, you know, getting getting out of that, and you know, getting on his good side afterwards. So I guess it's a fun, like she clearly has she is she is plotting and planning, and she has something in mind, and you know, I don't think it's a fair, I don't think it's a silly 
line of thought. But in this situation, it's very much like they kind of needed to approach this differently. Um, and it does set like a different precedent between like when they beat Ken, he was just like done. Like he, he was just like yeah. on the ground sobbing. Like it's a very clear, and they tried to do a very, it feels like they're trying the same approach here with him uh, as they did with Ken. They're, they're trying that same approach with Eric Kenny of just like corner him, you know, beat them, humiliate them. And then, actually talk to them but it doesn't work because like Eric Inimon is actually just kind of kind of evil and isn't willing to like concede that easily uh, and obviously has the trick up her sleeve in in in, in yeah. so that's something that um Cody kind of struggles with in the Japanese version as well is that he's not used to fighting someone who has no like no real goal other than just like wanting to see things destroyed essentially okay I'm I'm I think I think I always I also forget if Mumu, uh, if Mumuman and Aru Kenimon actually do have a goal or if they are literally just you know assholes. <laughs> you know that's that's what I'm trying to remember is that like, what goal are they working towards if any? Um, so can I maybe that can I before yeah. we veer off too much potentially can I go on a tangent quick? Sure. Go, go so ahead. and I and I understand Tom I totally get and I find it completely valid and i understand what you're talking about of like these kids like it makes sense for them to like want to question this i think my my main issue really with this is just like tk and kari like having like not told the other kids like hey some digimon they just suck and they're awful and you need to take care of them sometime or something and again i've noted that there is an episode that will be coming up in the near future i'm not sure when how near but there is a point that's gonna be coming up where uh, uh, there will be characters talking about the difference between the old Digidescent and the new ones of how they handle these situations of like outright evil Digimon and the way they've been uh, acting of Digimon who have been controlled or who have not been in their right mind or that type of thing. Like that is not, that is a concept that is still pretty foreign to them because most of the Digimon they've fought are, of course, like, controlled in some way, whether they're controlled by the Dark Rings or Dark Spirals, or quite literally control spires. Like, they are not dealing with Digimon, like, who are just straight-up evil. Like, I mean, the control spire Digimon, yes, they're evil, but they are not, like, real Digimon. So, like, that's a thing. Like, Aru, Kenimon, Mumumon, are their first times, like, dealing with evil Digimon. And I think that's a great idea. My issue, And it's, like, it's this cool thing, because, like, these kids, like, don't know what to do about this, so that's why they come to the idea of, like, let's just lock her up. That'll be a great idea, I'm sure, and nothing will go wrong. Like, I totally get it. And I find it kind of funny in a silly way, because, like, oh, TK, you're so, you're so young and innocent and kind of stupid, but I appreciate it. But it's just, like, it feels weird to me that of all the people, like, TK and Kari aren't just, like, or especially TK, especially TK isn't, like, no, this is just evil, this, this, this Digimon sucks, I hate her type of thing, like, let's, let's just, just, hey, Pyodramon, let's just Desperado blaster her into, into dust type of thing, like. I, I kind of, I kind of get with TK, because, like, he wasn't a literal, he was a lot younger and less, and less mature at that time, but I'm kind of also, like, at the point where, <laughs> here's a point that I want to, I want to sort of mention, and, and this might feel a bit arbitrary, but bear with me. There is so the whole thing is that there's there's a whole notion of the darkness or whatever and 
uh, and dark Digimon and all this sort of stuff it, that 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 sort of carries through and it, and it comes it came up again like last episode uh, where we saw the whole detail about their conversation with Jedi and and you know about the darkness and all this stuff blah 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 so there isn't supposed to be evil Digimon anymore which I I feel like that's kind of the idea but again it's not really they don't really dig into that kind of thing enough and like you know they could have they could have mentioned that like you know, maybe t- maybe like TK says something about like, oh well, you know, we've dealt with evil Digimon in the in the past. You know, we'll just do what we did with them, and and then Kari can be like, well, no, I mean, that things have changed. Digimon aren't supposed to be like that anymore, or something like that. Like they could have, they could have had actual conversations about this stuff, but they kind of just go, they're basically just doing the Batman thing, where it's, they're just like throwing Arakelimon against the glass and just screaming the same thing at her, and then deciding, uh, okay... Where's Harvey well, Dent? I can't do yeah. that. I was trying to do We're, the voice, but whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I decided not to do it either. Uh, we, we're kind of in the situation where they're just like, oh, well, crap, we didn't really think we'd get to this point, so uh, what now? <laughs> like, like, we're not going to kill her, because that's not <laughs> what we do, so... Uh, they don't really get a chance to have an actual conversation. It kind of just, it kind of just feels like a whole wet fart of a moment. So yeah, it's uh, like very much which like is a, a shame a, because a, you know SpongeBob Plankton. It's like so what now? It's like I don't know. I honestly didn't think I get this far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's like a funny moment seeing them like completely clown on her like between Pedramon and then the like Rude Goldberg machine of like things she's just pinballing against like getting electrocuted and. Getting, <laughs> Like that was hilarious and terrifying. Yeah. I love that. It, it, it's it's a satisfying moment as well after her just like playing this stupid like flute for like the last like forty minutes. So that was cool, but then like it kind of just goes nowhere because they don't have a proper plan of how to like apprehend her or anything like that or or what have you. So it's... yeah, well, they, what were they like? Like were they throw her in, da- in jail or something? Like what were they trying to do? Yeah, they were they were just like talking about like yeah. Well, I guess we could lock her up. I guess I don't know like. You can tell they were probably considering murdering her, but like not really. Like, it's it's such a um, it's such an odd moment because it's got a lot of potential, and then it just kind of doesn't. Nothing kind of happens, and it just it just makes them feel like idiots. Like, it's such a funny episode. It, pair of episodes. These they feel so stupid at the beginning for like going after Arikenimon on her request, even though they don't really have a proper plan as such, and then they kind of get through the episode doing some like really convoluted and clever things like how Cody uses the aircon to like break the web uh, and like free Ken and Davis, Davis from getting eaten and then like Yole using the computer and doing all this sound recording stuff and at the end of the episode they just feel like gormless idiots again without any 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 clue whatsoever so you really do run the whole like spectrum of their like emotional and like literal intelligence in this <laughs> in this episode um it's 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 a it's funny they feel yeah. like children which and which they are i am sorry <laughs> for being off. so pedantic and like griping on this constantly i understand that they're children and i understand that i am coming at this from the point of view of future knowledge and being a, a dang adult who is brain poisoned but it just at the very least it feels maddening to me that we don't have characters like tk kari yeah. padamon and gatomon talking about this stuff like when they know it super well that's the point that bothers me it's not i i don't have the problems with them being like hey like let's try and ask like why are you mean and like let's let's try and solve this non-violently as best we can because 
that happened last series too, and it also was pretty decent. It led to some cool character stuff, but I don't know. There's just something that's making me grumpy. I'm sorry. That's valid. I think sometimes you just have those feelings, and it's difficult to articulate them, but like, it's like something you just kind of feel deep down about something. I just wish like that th- this series was acknowledging more everything that... Kari and TK went through because they've been here the longest out of this group and they would have the most experience with these types of Digimon. I think the thing to I think I think the I think the thing that's the case really is that TK and Kari are different characters between Adventure and Adventure 2. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean like because they should be because they are like oh, they totally. were Bab- they were babby before and now they're not but um i will also say that like they should yes you you are completely correct that there should be more continuity between the two with between like their appearances here and their appearances uh sorry their appearances in adventure and their appearances here like there is, yeah. there is knowledge there's experiences which don't quite feel like they've carried over uh in the pursuit of making them into more like uh you know uh more grown-up characters and so. I think I think that's what yeah I think that's what I want is just to see how uh, it's been like what like two three years since uh, the last series like these characters have grown like obviously you know I'm gonna I'm gonna waver a guess that maybe uh, being stuck in a an evil not evil in a terrifying computer world with tons of monsters that might do something to you and might affect how you look at things and do things I don't just me I, I'm just guessing. Just, just let's guessing. just wait till savers. Let's just wait till savers. They 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 did kind of address. I I, th- I feel like they have addressed this because early on you had TK and Kari very much being the voices of experience of of like the initial totally. five beyond like totally. the various. Yeah, and and like you have them being more like, oh, we're we're all used to it. This is all old hat. Blah 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 blah. But it's more it's just, their experience kind of just comes up more as like a means to just like, you know. <laughs> Clown on Davis, really, rather than actually yeah. doing anything for the plot. And at this point, now that Davis is very much one hundred percent him, and, well, him and Ken are very much one hundred percent the main characters. It's kind of just like they kind of purpose; they've lost their purpose now. So yeah, they're just kind of flat characters. So they at just this get point. to they get and, to and just to make ride, it clear, ride the I am pretty not horses, saying, "Hey, um, I sure wish yeah. that they displayed PTSD in these poor kids." I'm just saying, <laughs> I wish that like. These experiences these kids surely went through were uh, were better kept along throughout this. Yeah, if they you were know, elaborated just, on just... at all, any anything more than not at all. <laughs> anything more than not at all. Okay. Anyways, uh, I'm getting off my soapbox. I'm putting it. I'm putting it back uh, in the back of my room under the bed. So let's move on from that. Yeah, I feel like I've... <sighs> these episodes in particular. I don't feel like I've got too much more to say about it. Um... I thought them hiding in the drawer when like and then just having like Drillmon and Stingmon just being like trying to break it break it down was pretty pretty gnarly for them, but other than that, I can't think of too much else that Yeah, I don't think I have any more notes for this episode either. Like there weren't a whole lot of differences between sub and dub other than like, you know, jokes overwriting like just basic ex- exposition dialogue. Yeah. 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 It's, it was very much yeah, set piece, action, all that. I gotta say, I really like, like, it reminded me of our Wargame Inframon in a way, of, like, the little, like, suction cup sounds that Arbor Kenimon makes as she's climbing around the wall and, like, scurrying <laughs> were, like, really yeah. creepy and good. 
They should just dub him over with Squidward tentacles, walking sounds. Ugh. <laughs> like, really exaggerated versions. And the line that Stingmon had of, why do I have a sudden urge to sit on a tuffet eating curds in a way? Like, I love, this show is so weird sometimes, and I really appreciate stuff like this that's, like, kind of weird and random I and makes no sense. Yeah, I had to think about that line, because it was just like, I've not heard of, like, that. Obviously, it's the little Miss Muffet, like, uh, nursery rhyme, and I was just like, what? Oh, wow. I was like, what does this have to do with spiders? Like, does that have something to do with spiders, and I'm just, and I just don't know it? Yeah, a little bit. It's a curds and way along came a spider. Sat down beside her and scared Miss Muffet away. And then called her podcaster boyfriend to play. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Got him. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm surprised I remember that. This, <laughs> uh, I'm proud of you. Yes. Yeah, That's fine. You. I think, thank you. I think Arukenimon clown on this episode is like, intentional, because the Japanese title for this one is literally Arukenimon's Big Mistake. Oh, that's really <laughs> good. When, I mean, I know it's intentional. I just don't disagree with the choice of like her just being an outright com Her and obviously her new partner in crime being comedy villains. But like, you know, yes, that's absolutely what they were going for. It's just... To me personally, but that's fine. That's that's totally valid. Yeah, I mean, I I totally understand that. Like, there, Aru Kenyamon feels more like a like a support class. Like she's just like putting the debuffs on <laughs> while Ar- while sure. uh, Moimon comes in, pops his ult, and just like team kills. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we're mixing just... games here. Are you are you just talking about Overwatch or yeah? I was okay, kind yeah, of I was yeah, mostly going for an Overwatch <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't. Mommy Mon said, uh, "I've entered the Overwatch." I'm not esports. I'm just. Neither I'm just, am I. All all I play is Smash Brothers. <laughs> so I'm very much, very much not esports. Yeah, you don't you don't play fighting games. You just play Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we go. I, I I don't play fighting games. I just play Digimon Rumble Arena. Exactly. Go. We got we gotta play that. We gotta do that on stream sometime. That'll be a fun game. We to play. gotta. I, I really I've never play, play. I've never played. I, I've never played that, so that would be... This yeah, was a while like back, but I watched a Rumble Arena 2 stream, and the person uh, uh, basically just played uh, Duskmon, and then kept using the uppercut, which could kept chaining, and was also invincible. So it was basically the most <laughs> busted thing ever. And it was God, hilarious. If I, if I didn't need another reason to hate Frontier. Yeah, Duskmon is just top tier. He's, uh, he's, he's Brawl Meta Knight. God, this is, yeah, yeah. That's like the perfect thing is like you when you have this roster full of characters that you like, and then that the one that ends up being broken is just like the one that you kind of have the most like apathy for. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. kind of like in like Smash Brothers when like Diddy Kong ends up being OP. And it's like yeah, I don't mind Donkey Kong Country games, but no thanks. <laughs> it's like really <laughs> him. Like come on. Yeah, at least at least like Joker in Smash Brothers is in Smash Ultimate is like pretty cool. Like. Uh, you know, regardless of what you think about Persona Five, yeah. like it's so it's, it's like a, it's like Rufus, shame. it's like Rufus in Street Fighter Four. Like no one likes Rufus, but everyone had to play him because he was so busted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then every exactly. other tournaments, but when you're at the tournament and he does the ultra, you have to do the raise the roof. You have to. It's law. Yeah, it's just one of those unwritten rules. It's sure. like you, if you're watching a Dragon Ball Fighters tournament, you have to yell along with Cell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course, and and so and so is great. Just, so like, there's no, there's no. Can I can I just right. say, uh, being at Evo that first year for uh, uh, DBFC, <sighs> and everyone did the, they let the intros rock for like most of it, and just everyone constantly doing the cell scream was both hilarious, and then eventually just like, 
please quiet down. I have a headache. It's been a long day. I'm yeah. really tired. So <laughs> every team, every team had Solomon too. It was it's like basically just that, that photo of like it's cold in here. I want to go home. My feet hurt. Yeah, I, I still go, I still go look that up on YouTube sometimes because it's just it's just fun. It's just uh, such a cool thing. Um, yeah, it's, also, no, it's really to, good. But congrats to going to Evo. Yeah, I just love community. That, that'll never happen again. Yeah, I just love little community participation stuff like that. Like in Street Fighter Five, when whenever Karin uh, landed her super, you had to do the Ojo laugh with her. Yeah. Uh, yep, or, uh, 100%. or uh, Makoto doing the super, you have to you have to sh- you have to put your fist in the air and shout Seichuzen. Seichuzen uh, uh, Goldanzuki. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Which literally, like, it's such a long, fancy-sounding name. It literally translates to punching five times above the belt. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> okay. So it's it's a literal description of what the move is. It's not like anything fancy, like that's flying like... dragon fist or whatever. It's literally just like I'm going to punch you five times above your belt. That's just that's, really that's just like that's just like a Saitama from One Piece. Uh, sorry, from One Piece, one from One Punch Man. Um, like like uh, ten consecutive punches or whatever he says. Like, um, it's just wait. But yeah, if his name's One Punch Man, why is he doing ten consecutive punches? Because he got ten enemies. I mean, because he can kill you with okay. one punch, but sometimes he just gets pissed off, you know. So, and then, and that's when they turn into like a bloody smear on the on the pavement <laughs> rather than just being knocked out so uh one, one punch man's pretty good except for that yeah anyway. we, we are very much uh i think we're very much done with this episode unless anyone else had anything to uh the only joke uh left i have uh because i already made the pikmin environmental sounds joke is that computer having like the 30 dollar logitech mic that everyone used for youtube videos back in like the <laughs> mid 2000s sure yeah, I'm the only one who, who's going to find any humor in that, but I thought it was just, I was just like, hey, ain't that that Logitech mic I tr- I used to use when I was like a baby <laughs> child? Didn't they have a, didn't they have like a, um, oh, I forgot what you call it, uh, is it, it's like a ball mouse, isn't it? It's like an old school, exactly. old school mouse as well, so, you know, just the ones with the ball on the bottom rather than like oh, a right. light, so. Which, yeah, the one you, know, you don't think to, about it nowadays. You had to peel a whole egg every time you wanted to change the you ball. Have to, you have to take out the ball and replace <laughs> exactly. it with a new yes. egg yolk every week. Kids these days don't know how easy they have it. Changing batteries. We had to change whole eggs. Internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The house. The house like, that's the, the, that's the mic they used, and that's that's like the mic that oh, everyone used I, early I've YouTube. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, so yeah, Sloan just posted a picture. and I po- uh, For context, I yeah. posted the picture of that one Logitech mic. And you'll probably yeah. know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I worked kind of in an like electronic store in high school, and there was like an entire shelf full of those because eventually they became outdated, but they'd ordered way too many because it was like the most popular one for a while. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, there was just a whole shelf of just those exact ones, and they kept dropping the price from like thirty dollars to twenty five to twenty to fifteen to ten to nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't sell them. Yeah, Arukenimon bought the uh, the three dollar Logitech mic for uh, <laughs> Momimon's birthday. He was like, he's like, hey Queen, yeah. can I get a blue Yeti? And she's like, okay, here. And she gives him the Logitech mic. <laughs> she gives him like a a wee speak or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's R. like, R. He's like thanks, R. thanks, Queen. Alright, he's vitality sensor. Never, never got a chance to shine. Yeah. These were some good episodes, though. I think, like, especially like back to back, it was solid. They're they're pretty yeah. good. There's uh, some tension. There's some stakes. There's some jokes. Uh, we get to see a lot of unexpected Digimon appearances. I I had fun with these episodes. 
Yeah, like, yeah they're, they're good. They're I just feel like they don't lend themselves as well to like in-depth discussion than some of the previous ones because they're mostly action scenes That's, and like there's not only yeah, so many exactly. times we can be like it yeah. was funny when he got drilled in the penis. <laughs> that was exactly it what was I was funny when Shuriman sprayed Saul in Arukenimon's face and murdered her. <laughs> I mean, it was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it, it's so it's such a like yeah tough one to discuss is 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 are these episodes because like you know things happen in them but it's mostly you know if you want to see and the thing is is that these two okay Digimon doesn't look bad but it definitely has that like turn of the turn of the century like TV anime thing where like yeah you, know, you know for like kids toys or whatever where the animation is never really like sterling or anything it's it, like, it looks cheap you know, yeah like it's yeah. not like it's bad so, it looks cheap it's sufficient basically sure yeah yeah exactly exactly so i can't even say like the fight scenes or whatever were interesting or have you or like you could have had more dynamic scenes where like you know the the, the mounted uh digimon like having to swoop between chairs and stuff but you don't see anything like that so and, I don't know, it's like, there's that there's that funny uh, the part where they both have, the donkey kick st- to like the, to that yeah, was pretty true, good true. i enjoyed that absolutely yeah yeah but um, i think but yeah that's all I think, for, um, for these episodes that's a wrap it is so indeed. Should we move on? Uh, yeah, that? for Go sure. On. So we we don't yeah we don't have any reader mail this week because I forgot to advertise for it. <laughs> but if you have any uh, emails you want to send us for us to read or digest, uh, Tom, what's what's the email address we can send those to? Digi-novacast.gmail.com. Uh, uh Sorry, I didn't hear you. Can you repeat that one more time? Digi-novacast at gmail.com. Excellent. Yes. Cool. So if uh, you've got any thoughts, questions, concerns, uh, trials, tribulations, anything like that, send them our way. We will give it a read. Uh, let, let us know what you think. Uh, we always love hearing about that stuff. So send it to us. Uh, host haste or shoot us a DM on Twitter because our DMs are always open. And uh, you will have your mail read out live on air. So uh, always exciting to have your name spoken aloud by very important people such as us. So. <laughs> Sure. You're at here <laughs> yeah, as I point to a billboard that's behind like a dumpster. <laughs> you're right here. Yes. No. No adverts. No. We are. We are. Well, we like are the ad, it's like your email instead. But you get what I mean. Sure. Sure. Look, I, I'm not. I'm never going to be doing adverts for me undies, slow, and I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna draw that line in the sand right now. So, just so just so you're aware. Me uh, undies, mon. He's an ultimate level Digimon. <laughs> Oh, what about, uh, what about if you haven't enjoyed his attacks within thirty days, get all your money back on this on his subscription attack. Yeah, I think I, I think we could do Blue Chew. It's just like you need to you need to level up your bed game. You need to digivolve that thing. You need to digivolve to Mega to be able to uh, withstand against the comfort of these Casper mattresses. God. We're just doing the advertising for them. We need to stop. So, okay, yes. Please send us in read email, uh, which, whichever, whichever. It means a whatever lot. Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, it's always nice. It's always fun. We have we some had good fun cats, ones la- so. last week with our with our dream uh, DNA evolutions. So, <laughs> if you want to hit more stuff up with us, maybe that's uh, in tune with that's uh, in theme with the episodes, or maybe not. Either way, we'll take anything. We love talking about stuff. We have talked about so much cool stuff thanks to reader mail so we're always happy for more yes and uh scrafty uh, i want to hear more about what you've been up to this past week 
Uh, so I haven't been doing a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, my work resumed and immediately got shut down again because Ontario went to lockdown yet again. <laughs> um, so going to have more free time on the horizon since uh, the, since the, the studio is shut down, the studio that we you know make the show at. So I can only do one of two shows that I usually produce because one is usually done uh, from uh, a home studio that one of the, the hosts has. Uh, so that's like a bit of a bummer because like, you know, you get right when you get back in the swing of things, right when you get back into, um, the groove immediately, like groove gets interrupted, uh, by events out of your control, uh, caused by irresponsible people who seem to not care about anyone but themselves. But that being said, uh, I have been doing a bit more, uh, gaming lately, mostly just stuff that I've been playing before. I know no innovations here, but I've continued playing, uh, Dead by Daylight. That's still a... Very fun multiplayer game, especially when I have the time to boot it up with friends. Um, that game has like a, a cool feature where if you if you play with fr- like entirely with friends or like no no randoms, um, you can basically play as whatever character you want with whatever perks you want. So like you don't have to waste time grinding and unlocking things. Oh, okay, that's cool. Which is really good for yeah, you know, which is really good for trying out new um, characters and abilities that you haven't unlocked yet to see if they're worth the grind. Um, right. So that was like a fun little time. Just playing some low stakes games with friends uh, to kind of get the hang of a few um, characters, both for survivors and killers. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been um, continuing playing uh, Gun Stream Versus on on PS4. Like that, it's been over eight months since that game came out, and I still adore it a lot. Like I I can't overstate how how much fun that game is. Like. I play almost every fighting game that comes out, but generally, like, within, like, six months, I decide whether or not I'm going to stick with it or just kind of play it casually, and I've stuck with this one long past that that usual cutoff time, so very That's enjoyable awesome. game, very good time, um, having a blast with it still. Uh, it's another game where you, you kind of need to coordinate, like, you know, friend groups to play with because that's the, the way it's best enjoyed, but that said, it is super fun when you do play it that way, so can't complain sounds at all. Good. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds Other great. than that... Yeah, other than that, I've basically just been, you know, catching up on my backlog of, of movies and TV. Um, I recently uh, did my re- rewatch of the show Vice Principals, like it's an HBO show. Um, it's stars, it was stars and some of it was directed by Danny McBride, like the, the comedic actor. And it is a show that is still criminally underrated and way better than it has any right being. Like... A lot of shows, like, it's like a comedy drama, kind of, that leans more on the drama the further it goes. And a lot of, like, uh, shows of its ilk kind of, like, bank on unlikable characters as, like, a, you know, a, a joke thing. Like, oh, they're, they're so terrible, like, what can you possibly uh, do to redeem these characters? And this show plays with that in a really interesting way, where it starts off, like, in episode two has its two main characters commit, like, unforgivable acts. Like, not, like, you know... Not anything like that would like upset people, but like things that if you, you that's someone in real life, like you would lose their friendship forever. <laughs> but the rest of the show is about figuring out how to live with that essentially, and how to like are you is it possible to become a good person when you're already like done so much to be a bad person? Sure. Okay. Uh, but that being said, it's still very funny. It's got um Walton Walton Goggins as the other main character. Uh, I think that brilliant. I would literally watch him in anything. I love. Sorry, I love. He's like Loki, one of my favorite actors. Every time I I watch him in anything, I think that he's putting on a fake accent, but that's just how silly he sounds in real life. Apparently, (laughs) Warren Goggins is great in uh, Ant Man Two. That one community episode he's in, very good. Um, Yeah, it's good in both of the Tarantino movies he's in. Yeah, 
So yeah, he's he's cool. That's good. that sounds good. Yeah, I like Danny McBride for the most part. Although yeah, he does tend to just make a load of. I don't know. He's very much in this sort of Seth Rogen camp of like, I like him when he's not just making weed jokes, because when it's just... Oh yeah, no. Yeah, um, like, but that, that said, uh, he's, one of his favourite uh, roles will always be uh, him in Pineapple Express. <laughs> just, just just, for the line towards the end, where he's just like, it's just like, you just got killed by a, by a guy in a Daewoo Lanas, motherfucker. <laughs> just blows a guy's leg off <laughs> with a shotgun. It's so fucking funny. So, uh, yeah. I think the the funniest the thing that like best characterizes his character in this is that in, in Vice Principles he's still very bitter about his, his ex wife leaving him for another man, even though the other man's like extremely kind and generous and like <laughs> supportive and doesn't treat him poorly at all. Like he there's no animosity between them from the, the, the new husband's yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. But like Danny McBride's character is just stewing in his hatred for this guy. So like <laughs> he just great. starts ranting out of nowhere to one of the teachers of the school one day about how he wants to get revenge on on Ray, is this guy's name. And the, the teacher's just like, who's Ray? And he just looks at her and goes, A man of limited abilities. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> That's not very nice. And it's just it's it's a good time. Like I, I would definitely recommend that show. If you if you uh, you can get both seasons on DVD, like in a single box set for like I think like twenty bucks online. So it's definitely worth a purchase if you're okay with dark humor that never gets like too dark like it's not like edgy humor it's just like dark stuff um mm-hmm. then de- you definitely give it a look it's not not for everyone for sure but if you you know the type of person who likes character studies who likes um dumb humor juxtaposed with inc- like incredibly smart humor and uh who is comfortable with with watching stuff with some you know questionable morals that doesn't uh, necessarily ask you to, you know, approve of or accept those those morals. And then this is a good show. For you. you said this was HBO, yeah. Yeah, it's HBO. It's uh, two seasons of nine episodes each. Each episode's only twenty five minutes, so it's a pretty fast <laughs> it watch. Sounds like Party Down. <laughs> so it sounds like it's probably okay. similar similar deal to that. So uh, yeah, I've not watched much yeah. HBO comedy, but I like I like I did like Party Down. So um, okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what about you? What have you been up to? That's basically been my my uh, week. So. Well, when I've been trying not to read too much of uh, the news and so on, um, I have been... Um, what have I been doing? I guess I kind of caught up on... Um, I've been watching a fair bit of wrestling, um, so I'm still watching AEW, which if, you've, if, you've, if, you're, if you're a lapsed wrestling fan, let's say, uh, I would sincerely recommend you watch uh, all elite wrestling it's very good uh it has a number of people you will no doubt recognize if you've watched any wwe in the last you know several years they've just brought back sting which is hilarious because he's like 60 years old but uh he's not really done much of anything so far so hopefully it will stay that yeah, way i'm i'm gonna co-sign this AEW is, is legit yeah AEW is great super super good yep uh, it has jim ross and commentary who you'll know from like a billion different memes uh uh, Tony Schiavone as well from the old WCW and um, and yeah it's good um, I I really enjoying it it's got you know Kenny Omega who if you follow Street Fighter the FG the, the fighting game community at all you'll you'll be familiar with him um, yeah it's 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 just a, it's a good show like it's got a good sense of humor about it you know it doesn't take itself too too seriously and those guys can move and girls they 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 can all they can all go. And it's and it's it's really fun. So I watched that, and then they had they had a number of shows over the last few weeks. They had a 
bit of a sad one where one of the one of their wrestlers passed away, so they had a whole celebration show. But the last two weeks have been pretty good, and they had Snoop Dogg do a really terrible frog splash, but like, he he actually did do it. Like, he gets it, <laughs> oh my god! He gets it on the episode, and then like he does the worst wobbliest like frog splashing because he's so tall, he just kind of landed on his feet and then belly flopped onto the other person. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but that's 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 recommended. Um, uh, other than that, I've just uh, I've been playing more Smash Brothers. Um, I sort of picked it up again, like playing it online due to Sephiroth coming out. But I've now gravitated to playing lots of Minecraft Steve, <laughs> so I'm going into that d- degenerate life. Um, I yeah, I guess I've been doing that. Uh, I've been playing more Hitman because uh, I Hitman Three is coming out soon, but I'm very much in the state of like, oh, I have so much of two and even one that I just didn't. I still feel like I've got so much value for money out of just playing those. So I'm just going to keep playing those. <laughs> and then I'll get around to Hitman 3 eventually, um, which I'm excited to play. But, you know, uh, I'm not going to spend 40, 50 quid in it straight away when I could just wait and play the play the game I haven't even finished playing yet. So, um, And then other than that, uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, the usual sort of stuff. More grindstone on my phone. Yeah, just just whatever. I'm looking forward to. Um, oh, I also picked up uh, Thirteen Sentinels, which I think I mentioned. I still haven't cracked into that yet, but that is on my list of stuff to play. So, do not get mad at me. I will get around to. I will get around to it soon. So, um, Sloan, what have you been up to? I have. I've been playing some Slay the Spire on PC. I'm getting back into that because uh, I've been streaming, and I, uh, that's been that's been pretty fun to just go through it. Just be really chill. Uh, I didn't talk about it uh, last week, but over the break, I was playing some Guilty Gear uh, Rev Two. I'm starting to get into that with like a with some friends who are mo- who are more uh, like beginner to fighting games. So that's been a lot of fun. That is an excellent thing. One one of my favorites of all time. I think it's 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 fun. It's I I, I picked up Slayer because I realized that he has like the sort of like the weaving that Akihiko did in Persona Arena. And yeah. then he just has a bunch of like big punches. So I'm like, okay, this is my character. It's just uh relatively easy stuff in terms of being able to get big damage. So I picked him up and I'm quite enjoying it. I haven't like cracked into mission mode or anything yet, so I keep meaning to and I want to get to that pretty soon to like learn the character. So uh it's it's pretty cool. I've been I've been hanging out with some I've been I was playing a few times with some really cool people, so that's been really nice. I also uh Omori came out at the end of December, and I had kickstarted that way, 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 way back. Wait, what? What? what and did you uh, I'm not quite Omori. Oh, by Omo yes. Ka- the Omocat yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. I'm not quite sure I can recommend that yet. That game has a lot of stuff that is kind of rough to get through, but it's an interesting game so far. Rough, like mechanically um, or narratively? Narratively, there is like it even makes like a big note at the beginning, like, "Hey, like." There is a lot of very rough material in this game, so ah, be careful. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, it's so, like a content uh, warning stuff. Sorry, like yeah, a big content warning yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. so uh, that's kind of and it, it it has been a little bit rough, but it's also been interesting to see like this game come together because like it's not quite like an Undertale or Earthbound like like it's very clearly like making its own thing, and it's very interesting for that. So. I need to get back to that again and get into it more because I only played about two hours and I mean the first two hours were very interesting and, and pretty cool in terms of like the things they do but 
yeah, it's also uh, pretty rough. So um, if you are interested in that, uh, be warned that it is a pretty heavy game, even from the very beginning. No, I'm so, I'm still very much in the good vibes only <laughs> mindset when it comes to when it comes oh, to games. Oh, you know what? But... To- totally understandable. <laughs> it just yeah, this was a thing of like I'm going to like play this very off and on because yeah. 2021 is just 2020 super turbo. 2021, so far, so. honestly, I 2021 has just been a fucking ride so far. Like I I don't understand. Like, I won't get into the minutiae of it, obviously. That's really not what this podcast is for. But, like, it's such a... It just feels like shit's happening all the time. And, like, it's bad. There's lots of terrible shit. There's lots of, like, bad shit. There's loads of, like, really good slash promising shit. Like, it's just been a real... A real roller coaster so far. So, 2020... 2020 was just... Was just bad. Like, it was just a bummer. It was depressing. It was all this stuff. I can't. 2021 has a distinctly different energy, which I really hope will mean better things later on in the year and as things progress, even if it's getting off to a, shall we say, explosive start to begin with. So it's, um, yeah, it's really something. So um, uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about you two, but I'm, uh, I'm hoping, I don't know. I don't know how much more of this that I can take if it's just going to be this like, um, overwhelming but uh but i guess it's not boring at least i am so tired all the time oh my god yeah it's not boring that's that's the best (laughs) i can say is me getting close to the mic and just saying oh my god i am so tired yes but it's not yeah yeah anyway that's me um oh yeah i also I also yeah, that's, like. That's I also my, like um, bought a flask. So that's the thing that happened to me in my. You bought a flask. I bought a, <laughs> like an apartment, like an apartment. So like, that's a thing. <laughs> so oh, a flask. I thought you said flask. I was like, buddy, like if you're gonna like go to like drinking on the podcast, I mean, like you'll probably need it when I talk <laughs> about all my shipping stuff. But like, <laughs> just talk with us, man. No, I, I, I don't, I don't do that. No, because that just makes me sleepy. I have done it in the past, and it just like I just gotta get sleepy because. We yeah, don't that, that just that just reminds me hey, of um congrats on that though thank you yes it's been a long time yeah, coming that's, that's so awesome. i'm I'm very excited it reminds me of that, that comic i saw on twitter this week and it was like this comic was translated from british and it's this guy sitting out in front of like a, a like a traffic collision and he just calls he clicks his phone's like yes sorry i need an apartment yeah uh my my car has got a um Sorry, I, I totally messed that up. He said, "I need a, I need an elevator. My car's got an apartment. Yeah, the paint's all French fried. I need a lift. French chips. Oh, yeah, very funny. Uh, <laughs> That's good. I get it. Sorry, yeah, that, that, you'll notice. Cut, you'll cut notice that. Some... I messed it. I messed it up. I messed it up so badly. Cut that, please. You will notice some residual bitterness for me, just like being online person who is an internet user and uh, has to experience the uh, and all British. The, all the, oh, British jokes. Uh, that, uh, that, that Americans love. So, uh, well, yeah. it is legit hilarious how how like Americans specifically always pick on like original slang. It's like we're not the ones who renamed French fries Freedom Fries because we're guilty about the French not joining in your little colonial war. <laughs> like, yeah, but the problem is, is that we're we we are sometimes it feel we like that. A, we are as a people incredibly thin skinned. So, <laughs> so it's just a slam dunk. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it just it it it. it won't stop 
coming in. It, it was, I was going to say, we have like four different regional equivalents for how to say soda. So like, we should never be able to talk about literally anything. We are a tiny rock and we can't even decide how to say like a bone, like a, like a bread bone. Like we have like, uh, like cob and barn and, uh, no, not barn, barn and butty and all sorts. So yeah. No, you you're you're you're, you're, weird, you're on the you're, right. you're on the normal side of things. We have crammed so much disagreement and bullshit into like <laughs> one tiny slab of land. So, you know, and that's and that's just England. Even that's not even including Scotland and Wales and Ireland. So, like, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, I'm. Uh, yes. Anyway, that's that's enough about that. <laughs> so. So next week, we are going to be covering episodes 30 through 32. We're getting back to those uh, those big episodes we we'll cover a lot. We're going to nice. hit the ground running with getting into this last half of Zero Two. I've got a lot of neat stuff coming up, I feel like. Uh, just looking at the episode descriptions, we've got some really neat stuff coming up. Uh, neat in some ways, neat in not, some, in not so other ways. So... Your mileage may vary, but zero two, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I'll say. I think that's the best way to put it. Is we will have a lot to talk about with zero two from here on out. Excellent. We're getting into we're getting into meat of it. How many episodes have we got left now? Not that I'm not that looking forward to the end of anything, but you know. Let me see. We have. Oh, we've got about twenty or so. Yeah, we got we got I think like twenty exactly, maybe twenty one, depending on how you count it. But yeah. So we're we are uh, finishing up this saga, and that's that's pretty exciting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Except for the the fact that at the end of the saga is a thing that I don't want to ever talk about, but I will talk about it in depth for like three hours. I cannot can't wait. I can't. I I, I actually cannot wait. That's going to be such a fun episode. So, but we've got plenty to do before then. So, yes, we yeah, got plenty to do before then. So we finished this has been the teamers. Yeah, and tamers. Then we're getting on to the good stuff. Not that this hasn't been good, but you, the, you the know, best, it's tamers. the best stuff. So yeah, we're getting to the best stuff. Yeah, but this has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone.